welcome to another uh, episode of a Gaming Podcast, episode 24. We just wrapped up watching the Xbox uh, business, business the update, podcast, update. something, you I know, to call it a showcase, showcase like, oh, you know, very hard, very hard to find, very hard to find podcasts because even though it says youtube.com slash Xbox, it wasn't on there, but you know, whatever, we found it. Um, Steve Taylor, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm, you know, just dissecting everything that we just found out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm excited to be able to talk about it with you all here. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh-huh. like, I'm, I'm, cur- I'm basically, I'm just refreshing the Xbox tweet just to kind of be like, yeah. why yeah. are they talking about this stuff? Because it's like, <laughs> my goodness. Anyway, hi. hi how's it going? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Caboose, my man, how are you doing? Good, doing good. I mean, yeah, that was, was an interesting discussion, definitely, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we're going to have an interesting discussion coming up here too. So, yep, I'm happy to be here. All right, all right, Steve. Sailor. Doing really uh, good. Steve, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Steve, you're not Sailor again. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we can Steve Sailor again. Steve. One Maybe more time. Something's yeah. changed. Yeah. That's, yeah uh, any any updates, Steve? Well, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm feeling really good coming off the Xbox business update. I feel like even last week there was a lot of you know, uh, f- not trepidation maybe just within the industry within you know even our circle when we were recording the podcast. So now that we have a lot more context to go over, I've got plenty of notes that I took throughout that uh, yep. 20 minute uh, podcast. Podcast, so yeah, I think we're in for a really good discussion. And the the turmoil, you're not joking. Like, if you want to, if you want to get views on your video, just put like, oh, you know, my opinion about this, and then people are like, yeah. you're wrong. What are you and talking then, about? And, and like, then a screenshot of you going, yeah, exactly. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. I think you yeah. we need a screenshot to be able to put up with this post. Should so we like- just do that? <laughs> Perfect. That's all I need. All right. Riley's That's perfect. That's perfect for Riley. Into this bit whatsoever. That's perfect. That's perfect. And you know what? I want to introduce uh, Atmos Riley. New sound. What's going on? Yeah. How's, yeah. Do I sound better now? Oh. Oh. You oh, yeah. sound crystal clear. Seven point one. Whoa, I, whoa, I can whoa. surround sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know. That, that was a very interesting showcase. I'm still yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, me too. Just keep well, talking. I, this is well, like let's just let's just dive right in. You know, let's what, Riley. Riley, what what do you think? What do you think about Riley? Let you take it away. New voice. You'll lead us. What's going on? I th- I think it was I think it was good. Uh, to be honest, I think it like laid clear like why you should still invest in the Xbox ecosystem. For sure. Um, yeah. We're looking at four games right now, but to clarify, it's the four games right now. Like I don't think they stop there. So I think no that, way. Uh, so <laughs> I think, uh, and even even Phil Spencer, uh, you know, in interviews surrounding this, I'm seeing now he's he will not commit to Indiana Jones not coming to PlayStation. So like, and Starfield, yeah, and, Star- Starfield. and Starfield, Starfield, yeah, Starfield, both yeah. confirm. Yeah, these these things will be continuous discussions for them yeah. moving forward as you know they see the results and hopefully the fruits of of these these explorative uh, releases. So. Um, I, I feel good about the current direction. I think it sets the stage for um, more to look forward to from them this year uh, that will remain within the ecosystem for the time being. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think I think that's as close to I, like, I think all we really wanted was like an idea, like an immediate roadmap. You know, yep. I understand you can't give us a five year roadmap. I feel really confident with the four that the four titles that I mean, they didn't announce them. But some reports are coming out now that are filling yep. the gaps there. 
Yeah. Um, so we kind of know what they are, and I think they all make a lot of sense and don't take away from the Xbox ecosystem at all. So it's yeah. a very good start, and I'm what, looking forward to seeing. Like what? Like, like what are they? Uh, for, for case someone who's listening, they have no idea. Like what? what are these sure. four games? So then, you know, like um, VGC is reporting that uh, Pentiment, which was a smaller title, is going multi-platform. Hi-Fi Rush, which is was widely speculated. Sea of Thieves, yeah. which was also speculated, and then Grounded is yeah. the other one, which was uh, kind of an Grounded was the new one, because I don't think... Cause we, I don't think we, anyone th- talked about that, yeah. The, the first, first three had been, the, had been talked about, but Grounded was one that everyone kind of speculated on. I think even in when our reaction, we kind of thought it was it could have been several things, uh, including Grounded, so... I mean, um, as soon as they were saying, like, a potential, like, live service game or, like, something that had a big community behind it, like, obviously, in your head, you start to think, oh, my, like, Halo multiplayer, yeah. like... Uh, is that what's happening here? Grounded is, uh, I, I guess, pro- probably more up to speed with them wanting to bring games that have been exclusive to Xbox, but may not necessarily be like the biggest Xbox exclusives and then introducing them to a wider audience. But as you said, Riley, it's not going to stop here. Like they're not they're not going to be like, all right, it's these four games and that's it. We're cutting you guys off or right? like no <laughs> way, especially too if they see quite a bit of success in terms of uh, a wider audience being built into these games now if more people on playstation or switch get introduced like get introduced to games like sea of thieves grounded hi-fi rush and there's some success there then obviously it is it is a business plan that regardless of what the internet is going to tell you works um and generates quite a bit of revenue for everybody involved um and so it won't stop at just four games and i think too don't be surprised if at some point in the future you hear that halo multiplayer is going to be coming to playstation you know like that's that is, I feel like, I know it's a juggernaut to Xbox, but Halo is not in a great spot right yeah. now. It hasn't been in a great spot for, I don't even know how long, right? Like, don't get me wrong, gameplay is great, and some of the updates they're at, and like, I've even jumped in and I had that itch recently, and I do think that there's quite a bit of fun in Halo Infinite, but it just doesn't pull in the kind of numbers that I think Xbox would have wanted for their literal flagship this is the face of our entire brand game, you know? Um, I don't know if I, if I would say that, that that Halo is would be one that they would consider moving, unless it's sort of like something like a like a, a Warzone or or Fortnite, and uh, that's they, and that's what I think could I be think happening. That's what they want I, but I be, think yeah. that it's still the core Halo experience that we have been. So whatever three four three will be working on, or whatever other studio that event like kind of will, like I guess I mean they're still saying three four three is the home of of, of Halo, and it probably will be for. A long time i think that core halo experience will always be there like be on xbox and i don't think that's going anywhere but i mean we already knew that this was gonna like that halo was uh the, we already have halo on other on other platforms right look at fortnite <laughs> like yeah. people are looking at master chief and being like it's the guy from fortnite like yeah. is, yeah. is there is there plans of like a, a halo story expan- expansion and like no I, no, because not like, currently. No, because I believe no, like, not at all. Because what I I'm, think, what I'm I thinking. Think they, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I, I think that you know, Xbox and three four three have said there's no further like story support for Infinite. Certain affinities been reported to not even be working on a battle royale. Like, yeah. I, I think that they're, they're kind of cutting ties and just moving it's on to the next project. The it's, yeah, yeah. yeah especially like, now that they're doing the not even seasonal updates for Infinite, they're doing like episodes. It's like okay, mm-hmm. you guys are really just winding down until you know you guys can just abandon it and move on to the next thing yeah and the reason why the reason why i bring that up is because i feel like you want a reason to bring the audience 
also maybe bring them back to the xbox or like or like hey you want to get an xbox because you will you will only experience like a halo story on xbox yep. but here's like a, here's a, here's a teaser from the multiplayer side of it like if you're like if you're just playing for multiplayer here you go but if you want your story you get the you get both experiences on xbox but if you're, and if you're on pitch you're like oh i want to kind of check out that story kind of thing i mean mm. and that's why i make if there's like a story expansion coming out or like plans are coming out maybe then they'll be like well here's a here's an xbox here's a halo multiplayer on playstation or like like wherever or switch to you know you, whatever they, they figure out and then yeah. but if you want to continue like the the fight only on xbox and pc you know yeah, so. yeah i'm kind of curious because phil spencer's like in the next five to ten years i don't see exclusives really being he, not he didn't say they'd be completely gone but he said they would be pretty much well, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting he did bring that up because I, I did, like, I had some notes taken down here, and especially with Sony, uh, even though they're, like, leading with the sales of, like, even compared to with Xbox, they, yep. uh, they're not selling as much as what they did with the PS, uh, PS4. They're, they're mm-hmm. still trailing behind, like, if they're, like, like comparing the two. And you know, that's why now you're seeing, like, Sony's, like, really, like, focusing on, like, okay, well, like, the Helldivers, for example, like, uh, even though, like, I know that's not, like, a, like a Sony, stu- like, a Sony, like, flagship game but they're still like well, let's just put this game on pc and playstation let them to talk and see what let's see what happens i wouldn't be surprised down the road like you know the next spider-man 3 will be pc and playstation because it's just like hey let's just make the most money out of this you know so day and date date yeah disagree I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I'm just know. saying, maybe not Spider-Man specifically, <laughs> but I, like, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I honestly, I want to be surprised. You don't because talk about I'm my Spider-Man I'm like that. I'm just yeah, picking yeah. Spider-Man, like, just that's the first that popped in my head, but, like, I wouldn't I, be I surprised if, like, Ratchet or Clank, you'd be like, hey, you know what, here it is, day and day. I could see things like that. I mean, they, they recently just did it, like, with, with Helldivers, right? So, I yeah. could definitely yeah. see that. Anything that, service-related makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Things, yeah. things yeah. that are necessarily, like, this For now, though, that's, no, that's the keyword for now. I yeah. see. I think it's down the so road, many things, yeah. like we've gone from PlayStation being like we're a console and PC can is never not relevant yeah. to now day and date within what four years less than sure. that. Sure. So by the time yeah. that play, Spider-Man three can vi- like viably come out, PlayStation could be in a totally different yeah. ecosystem. Like you're you're talking like on the cusp, if not even over PlayStation six. So that that landscape could be totally different at that point. Yeah, the the way that I look at this though is is the same position right now that Xbox is in. Even after this, this is a really good presentation, honestly. I think that they mm-hmm. laid out their plans clearly, concisely. They talked about everything. I think the only thing that was very weird is that they didn't just outright name the four games that are coming to the platforms. Um, I don't think they're, especially since VGC had just went out and reported it anyways, like there, there wasn't a ton of suspense about a few of them, at least, and they at least could have said Hi-Fi Rush, right? They at least could have said Sea of Thieves. So I thought that was the only thing that was weird about the presentation. But at the end of the day, what this comes down to is the same thing as to why a ton of people were freaking out in the first place. Even though people like us here on this podcast are like, you know, having Starfield on one console for X amount of years and then having it inevitably be available on another console doesn't diminish the quality of where it was exclusive to in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's all about optics. You know, it's all about what people are saying online. This is like, this is kind of what social media does, right? And this is what ended up losing Xbox, the most pivotal console generation ever in the Xbox One and PS4 console generation, right? Like them coming out of the gate, with the DRM, with the always online thing, PlayStation making that commercial about how you share games, that was the beginning of the end. 
for them, right? It, it completely shifted the social media conversation. It completely shifted everything that everyone had to say or had to think about Xbox into PlayStation's favor, right? And from then on, it was just one loss after another, even if they reverted the DRM. Even mm -hmm. if they, they launched Xbox One and Halo 5 was the greatest game of all time and Gears 5 was the greatest exclusive ever made. It just didn't matter. At that point, the optics weren't in Xbox's favor. And so I wonder... If even after this really good presentation and after them being so clear and concise about their plans, do the optics of the news that had broke last week, is the damage already done? Well, I kind of wonder, too, because I think that the takeaway that the core consumer is going to have is Xbox games are coming to PlayStation. Yes, right. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's yeah. the immediate reaction that people are going to have. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. They have a lot to show in a June showcase. It sounds like they have a lot of first-party software to right. showcase yeah. and, and right. prepare for. But right now, the headlines I'm seeing, even generally, are like these are the Xbox games coming to PlayStation right. and Nintendo. So it's like I don't like maybe it's already out there. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you prepare for that when this is the decision, and it seems to have been their goal for a long time now. Um, but I think not only that is that. Aside from that, everything is status quo. Like every like yeah. we continually went through that 20 minute yep. presentation and said, yeah, that's something Phil has said before. Oh, uh, exactly. Activision Blizzard games I are coming to Game the Pass. Thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah we knew yeah. that was going to happen. Oh, they're making new uh, consoles and controllers. Yeah, we knew that because of the F, uh, the the leak and everything. It's like mm -hmm. everything else was so status quo and just kind of met our expectations. Yeah. That yeah, the only real takeaway is hey, there's four games coming out right now. Yeah, the and only hey, thing that was different yeah. this time around was that they had they they felt they had to be able to say something yeah. to basically let the players know hey, no things aren't changing. Our our strategy yeah. is still the same. And yeah, things might have changed here here and there. I mean, that's the thing with business. It's like you know, plans change here. Like everything that's going to be that was in the FTC uh, like leak with all like their twenty up to twenty twenty eight plans, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, um, that's guaranteed going to change. Uh, that uh, business plans always do. It's like it's never, never, nothing is ever set in stone. I mean, look at the basically the the potential streaming box that was rumored uh, years a, cu a couple years ago um, that we were going to get. Like that got canceled. That got basically like it was not, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so things have changed, and it, yeah, basically, I kept thinking about the whole time. It's like. They've said this before. They've said all this, and yet it's just I, I feel I, I feel bad that essentially that that Xbox has to come out and basically say, "Y'all just shut up." <laughs> like, <we're, laughs> but, you, like but you know what? <laughs> you know what though? I I don't really feel bad for them, and I don't mean this in like like a bad way at all like even last week i, I think i was a little a little uh, mean and and kind of frustrated with xbox just in terms of it like fumbling the messaging and everything but they but were that though being said, <laughs> they, they were understandably they were, yeah. i think it was all valid criticism i, mm -hmm. I was uh, throwing but i do think that this moment this kind of window of time is going to be very pivotal not only for microsoft but as the industry as a whole because a hill i'll always die on is for better or worse microsoft is always leading as far as the video game platform sure might not be leading in terms of hardware specs or especially the games nowadays i think that yeah. you know plays it. but that being said you can you can take a red string from today and go all the way back to the original xbox when they said hey we're launching xbox live we're building in a ethernet port you go to the xbox 360 hey we're introducing achievements with a uh a console that has a removable hard drive 
just two months ago, I, I uh, unscrewed my PlayStation just to put in a <laughs> put in a SSD. Yeah. You go to the <laughs> Xbox One generation. Caboose, you even brought it up. The DRM, the always online. Guess what? I can't play Hell Divers without it being online. Servers go down on it's Sunday. True. Guess what? I'm I'm SOL. They have always been on the cusp of pushing the industry forward in terms of a platform, in terms of a service. Whether or not the industry is ready for it, I think that the always online was definitely way ahead of its time. But cloud yeah. gaming, um, the list goes on. So I do think that this in particular, this kind of like multi-platform strategy that they have, we're looking at PlayStation and they're kind of on the, on the, on the ledge there of it's kind of true. copying. It's true. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, I, like... To, to put it this way, there's like a looming cloud, like a storm is is yep. slowly rolling in and and it's going to start raining always online you know, mm -hmm. on us really soon. Um, and that's that's like worrisome, I will say, because the thing is, is you're you're bang on. You're absolutely right. DRM, what they were going to do with the Xbox one, they were just one step too far ahead because yep. now it's kind of the norm. Games like Suicide Squad, games like Helldivers will come out. I'm sure they won't be the last live service games that are always online to come, right? And so we could be building to that becoming a reality where we have a console that's entirely, you need to have an internet connection to play on it, right? Um, that is a little scary. Uh, I don't know when that could arrive. I don't know even if PlayStation is going to do more than just dip their toes in it. You know, like I don't know if they're going to, they're diving into the deep end of always online because of how much they want to protect their their brand reputation especially in the eyes of the public um and that's always just been the issue for for as far ahead as xbox might be in terms of its ideas they they still cannot control the the narrative the the what people say about the brand um and and those rumors coming out last week i'm sure at one point or another Starfield and Indiana Jones were in the conversation to become a PlayStation. Of course. Oh, and yeah, the yeah. was with a, that leak, with, with still be the, yeah, you, exactly right. But with that leak, with the with the reception to it, they had to put together this podcast in like the snap of a finger. And I'm sure whatever thought that went through the grapevine from Phil or whoever it was that said maybe maybe Indiana Jones come could come to other consoles, they were like, oh, oh, oh we never said that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I'd imagine that 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 was at one point a conversation. And that's kind of how leaks happen, right? Like one person mm -hmm. says something and then a game of telephone is played. Mm -hmm. um, but so what I'm trying to say here, or what I'm trying to get at is um, I think Xbox has a, a fairly solid plan for the future. 34 million subscribers on Game Pass is really good. Um, and it offers a lot of value for the brand. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the way these consoles sell, the way these games sell, the way that people get excited for the future is kind of in terms of what the general consumer thinks. And the way that it is right now, the narrative is PlayStation is the, the, the place to be. And I don't know if Xbox is going to be able to shift that in their favor ever, but I wonder if they can continue to reel more people in and build that Game Pass subscriber base to the point where it's like, we're, we're good. We're set.
So I, I, I yep. think that, again, something like this definitely does uh, give way to building off on that value proposition because, you know, they, they talked about, you know, Diablo 4 being the, yep. the first major uh, Activision Blizzard game to come That's to good. Xbox. And mm -hmm. they, they hammered home the, the point that Xbox Game Pass is going to exist on Xbox, whether or not that's a decision that they made or Nintendo and PlayStation were like, hell no, you're not bringing this to our consoles. Regardless, oh, wow. it, it, there's only mm. going to be an added value factor the more games the more times that call of duty comes to game pass the more that yeah. you know a spiral collection and everything because what's going to end up happening is playstation players are going to be like well i could buy a call of duty here for 70 dollars or yep. i buy or, or call of duty and another game pass game whatever it is that's mm -hmm. in in canada 140 dollars or i could go and get xbox game pass on pc or you know on on an xbox series yep. s and I'm covered for an entire year. I have on like I have more than a hundred titles, and that that's just a inherent value proposition. I think right now Xbox is kind of in this middle ground where they do have you know games like a Starfield and like Indiana Jones coming out. They just don't have that constant flow of you need to keep an Xbox Game Pass subscription going, just like yeah. you keep Netflix. Yeah, and and then and then you, next thing you know. A hundred, two hundred people, a thousand, whatever, X amount of people just subscribe for that one month to be like, I just want to try out this one game. And then yep. they forget about it. And, that, that's and then it. Yep. that's exactly. it. They're locked in that, for a that's year. That's a thousand, two thousand people that exactly. like Xbox just basically just said, hey, you paid for for Game well, Pass. hundred percent. You be like, and and they may, oh. and some of those thousand, two thousand people, whatever, may have may have found, oh, they've got this game on here. Oh, they got huh? this, and they may yeah. want to be able to keep. That's the that's the draw that Game Pass for is. Sure. I think that I think that that is where the exclusive like the exclusivity is going to be for Xbox. Like that, yeah. I yeah. I don't think that that uh, the, the conversation about it being <clears throat> uh, being on play, uh, PS five or on switch was anywhere in that conversation i think that that is something that is true to xbox that is that is where they are putting all their chips in they're they're building a game pass as a platform and then they're just having the hardware to basically to help support it as basically yes. being the yep. best experience for yep. game pass like yep. i it, we may get it where like i could definitely see a future where yeah they're going to invest in hardware but that hardware is going to get cheaper and that hardware is also going to be able to, to expand and be able to get and be able to get better so that way we can be able to have the, be the better experiences. And I think that's because the, all the investment is going into into Game Pass. Now, granted, yes, I, I think it's sad that essentially that, we, that we're definitely, obviously, yeah, the physical media is 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 gone. It's it's on its death march right now. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. But in a sense, it's like, like I... As much as I like owning my games, I like having that so that any given time I can be able to play a game, Game Pass kind of already does that. And if there's a game that I'm just that I want to keep playing past like a year, that's very rare for me. Um, unless mm -hmm. it's like a Fortnite or a Call of Duty, which I don't really play a lot of, like within the span of like a full year. The only game that ever does that for me was Destiny. And that's something that I've always kind of like kept as like, that's a game I constantly will be playing. But I don't necessarily need the console in order to be able to do that. I can play the I can play the game pretty much on anywhere I want. And that's the beauty of, of having the like this sort of the digital future is that I can be able to play it on anywhere I want without having to worry about the physical like the the physical constraints of okay, which like okay, can I play my with my friends on PlayStation? Okay, no, do I have to switch over to PC? Do I have to go, go over to my uh, to my uh, my con like my Xbox? I don't know. It's like I am sad to see it go, the physical media go. I still have Xbox games on my shelf that I'm still gonna, I still wanna be able to keep, including the entire Arkham series. I, I love having that there. But 
I, 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 I'm okay with the digital future. And it seems that that's where Xbox is going, at least with Game Pass. It's like, yeah, it's set. Like, I, I know it's like sort of the Netflixification of, ga- of gaming, but hey, it makes sense with the way that the future of gaming is going. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, yeah. I, I feel free to say I'm wrong or that. No, I, that, that, no, no I, but I, like, I it's, it's something that I feel like it's something that everyone needs to accept down the road because it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's right. been there. Like, Xbox says, like Diablo Four is coming on March twenty eighth, and, and uh, I'm gonna get to you, uh, Kaboo. Sorry to mean to cut you off there. Yeah, but no, uh, but like Diablo's coming on March twenty fourth, and like they even had Riot Games. They put they've, they've been putting like a lot of investment in Game Pass. Like you get mm-hmm. all the everything that Riot was offering for uh, for like for you to buy separately, you can get on Game on Pass PC, yeah. on PC and they Game also Pass. Got stranding on PC. That's stranding so on are PC Yakuza as well. Platform specific. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm like, playing Yakuza right now. Yeah, all thanks yeah, to Xbox yeah. Game Pass. You know, like. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's been like we all know it's coming and it's something that it's it's sad to let it go but like you know like don't like no one was crying like oh my yeah. v, my vh my vhs tapes are going away well, like, I, like, yeah. you know? I, I think on the physical media front there will always be some sort of physical media vinyl sure. and cds are coming back yeah. now but it definitely isn't the mainstay and the main form of consumption because like when you start scaling it to all of these platforms you start encountering more costs to yeah. do so and to like like to print on a switch cartridge is totally different to print on an xbox disc mm. to, is totally different to print on a ps5 disc yeah so like once you start doing these things like there are different costs and stuff whereas digital it's just like here's the download we don't yeah. have to worry about like producing anything so what do you got Steve? That, i would that say here are easy. here are two perfect examples of what i can definitely see the the future of physical media going is these guys the special editions of these games i have force unleashed in a vhs box set for for nintendo limited uh, for the switch and it's and it's just basically the game like it and it's just a special and then i picked up tunic over at uh at magfest that looks so cool you know what's really cool about this thing and uh, this is one thing that i I absolutely loved about the game the original game to begin with it comes with the freaking instruction manual. Like oh. the same instruction manual that you get in the game, you can actually be able to get in physical form. I'm like, let's go, man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, huge... th- I'm gonna throw a wrench though, because down the road there's gonna be a like just an Xbox with no physical option. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's then, okay, then, then what are you gonna do about? Them? Well, it may always support a, an external hard drive or something like that. But then like, I, I, I feel like I, mean. I feel like that with the industry going this direction, certain rules have to also go along with it. Like if I'm buying a, like like for Diablo, for example, like digitally, I feel like I should mm-hmm. have some way of owning that. And like and that and that's also a thing with the whole industry with music, uh, movies. Mm-hmm. There's no change of that, and with like everything's going digitally, the like the mm-hmm. laws the laws of it of ownership hasn't has never up. It's never upgraded from whatever it was created, right. and that I, I mean, that needs to happen that, well, as well. That's more of a just like a, the, how the old school the system things, is for yeah. that. Yeah, one of the coolest things coming out this year from analog is an N sixty four, right? Like there were yeah. like the, yeah. they'll these things will pop up from you know if Nintendo doesn't want to make one, and I'm if there's money in it, they probably will eventually want to do a throwback or something like that mm-hmm. to play physical media, but. Uh, yeah, like there's, but like, I think that's if, like that's even going with someone this. Else will yeah. you know, like it's a new, it's a newish game. I mean, it came out a couple years ago, but it's like yeah. it, it. I can like the fact that you can be able to, if you want to be able to support it, and if you love, if you love the idea of of having still having oh, physical media, cool. like having these special editions are, are like are are amazing, and like it, it sucks essentially that now the special editions that you pre order don't like like come with just a digital code. They don't even come with the 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 physical game itself. But I think. 
I think that, like we've seen it with vinyl, um, mm-hmm. like having final uh, special vinyl packages, even even with video game soundtracks. I think there always will be a market for folks who want to be able to have like a special collector's edition of of, of a game. But I think that like pretty much, I mean, I own. I own probably over 100, 200 games now at this point across all of PC and consoles. And I'm happy that it's basically just sitting on a hard drive, like, because I don't have the room. I don't have room for any, for having a, like a whole bookshelf of well, games. And now, <laughs> now some people do, and, and I, and that's, that's totally fine. And I'm not knocking anyone who like, who like, and I'm saying like, no, you're, you're old school if you do, if you prefer the physical media, but to me, it just like it, it again it goes to show it's like i just want to be able to pick up it like i don't want to have to sit around and have to like look for a game or i don't know which way it's like where is it i can't find it. it's like if i want to be able to play a game i just want to be able to pick up and play it now granted now the the, the conversation of essentially what if a game just like goes away from game pass like we're seeing on like net like the fact that you know game, like shows and t- movies disappear off of uh, streaming services all the time that's a whole other conversation and i don't know if we'll ever be able to uh, I, I, I will eventually have to have that conversation, but to me, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just going in circles, yeah, but I just I, like, I, it's, I, listen, yeah. to, listen to bring it back to the to the Xbox conversation. I I, yes. I I think it's really interesting to to bring like this uh, part of the Xbox wire here that was written by Jeff Rubenstein, sure. um, because it, it, I I think that this address somewhat addresses exactly this conversation. He says, mm-hmm. uh, "quote Our commitment to game preservation is unwavering. Xbox players should have confidence in building your digital library in the Xbox ecosystem. We continue. We will continue to reward that with the." most robust player-friendly experiences including backwards compatibility crossplay cross-save progression convenient cloud gaming and more um and then he ends off uh just kind of listing off these like pillars of the like kind of the xbox ecosystem right now something that they were trying to drive home which is what it means to be part of xbox which is having the biggest games in the world will be on xbox our games will always come to xbox game pass day one they'll always have a robust and innovative multi-year hardware roadmap which is i think very um, important to remember uh compatibility mm-hmm. with your library is a priority they have that in bold and then uh, xbox will continue to find game creators to help game creators find the biggest audience possible mm-hmm. so i think that's something that's very important especially mm-hmm. as we're talking about digital libraries an investment in a digital library i've i've been you know on the di- uh, xbox ecosystem since the original i have games going back you know 20 plus years at this point like i understand like that that there were some fears and you know um freak out this last couple of weeks where people are like oh no are they going to get out of the hardware ecosystem are they going to is my digital library at risk and everything yeah. i loved that they came out phil spencer sarah bond matt booty came out and they were like no we are still in the hardware space we might not be leading in it but we're still committed to it to a point where you guys can feel comfortable purchasing games here purchasing uh your games digitally and know that you know in five ten years you guys will have something there yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't one, like I'm looking at this. It's also it's also worth pointing out. I'm seeing um I'm seeing a tweet here regarding Xbox Game Pass. Uh the last time that it was reported the amount of users were on Game Pass was mm-hmm. back in January of 2022. Um and right. when they had reported it last, they said that they had 25 million subscribers to Game Pass, which don't get me wrong, that's still impressive. Um but so they've leaped now here in into 2024, 2 years later, up to 34 million. 
Yeah. Um, and that 34 million also includes the number of Xbox Live Gold subscribers that were changed to Game Pass Core back in September, meaning that, that, that they haven't made that big of a jump in subscriber no, well, growth. They, I think they've capped out on what they can do on their own. I think so too. Um, but now, I mean, with the acquisition of, of Activision Blizzard, like with things like Diablo 4 and potentially some other big ones in the future, maybe we could see that start to spike a little higher. Nevertheless, the, at the end of the day, if we're talking about you know digital games and the preservation, I'm glad that they have a commitment to that. I just hope that that is a commitment that that will last many moons from now. I um, agree. Because <laughs> a lot of talk is about like right now, the immediate future, right? What's what's ten years from now look for for my digital library, right? Like, yeah. what what is what does next year look like for a game like Suicide Squad? Because mm. those Steam numbers are starting to dwindle. And don't get me wrong, they're okay. So they're adding an offline mode that's going to be coming for the story specifically. Yeah. Um. So when Joker drops and there's new playable areas and new boss fights and new weapons, do I lose all of that? When those servers go offline, can I no longer go and explore these new playable areas that they're going to add into the game after the servers get shut down? That this is the stuff that's scary about always online, right? Is that yes, it's successful. Yes, it generates a ton of revenue. Like you said, Steve Saylor, Destiny 2, the the juggernaut, right? The the king mm -hmm. probably will never go away because it is in terms of live service games. It's at the tippy top, and I mean, it's the I mean, proven I guess, success that it, yeah, that game exactly. service can work. Exactly right. Um, but the, for for every Destiny two comes ten Suicide Squads, right? Yep. Where they just don't work out, and and then you got Avengers that gets delisted. It's not even. It's not even that they shut down the servers. They make it. You can't even go to Steam, to Xbox Store, to PlayStation. Yeah. You can't just go buy it right now if you wanted to and get it on sale for like 10 bucks just to see what all the hubbub was about, you know? I think that's where I, 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 I agree with you. It's like, but also, would anyone still want to be able to keep playing Avengers other than maybe the, the, the single player campaign? Right. If they separated that and just basically be like, okay, go play. Enjoy it. Enjoy the, the the campaign, and that's it. Like that's the swan song to Avengers. That'd be great if I could be able to do that with Destiny. Be able to go in and play the campaign or the, the different campaigns and the different expansions offline. And it, if Destiny decides to like you know end its after ten years of of of, of being on like always online and being the, the that kind of little games of service. That I think that I think is a, probably a good compromise yeah. for people who still like to be able to play those games. Yep. Granted, for the large majority of folks, that's not like who cares. Like you mentioned, Avengers. I don't want to go back to play Avengers, but I probably right. would want to go play the play the thing that I liked, which was the campaign. And I hope that basically like studios can be able to see that and that yes, okay, the like Suicide Squad didn't hit for everyone in like it like that uh, that uh, uh, that played it. But there are some things that people still find fun about that. And a lot mm -hmm. of that had to deal with the single player campaign. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, I think it goes to show it's like basically single player kind of still rules uh, no matter what, but that could be, that's a whole other different argument in, in, in itself. <laughs> I just, I just want um, like, okay. It, 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 I don't know at the, we're running in circles, but yes, it's true. Yes. Okay. This is uh, this is the future always online, everything like that. It's the hardest pill to swallow. I love my physical media. I love collecting the physical copies. I have physical copies of Spider-Man behind me, right? Things like that. 
it's awesome to like own those to have it in your hand the feeling of ejecting that the disc of the last game you were playing putting in the new one you know it's a, the novelty of it is still there for me um i get though that the future is looking to be always online um that the future is looking to be digital um and it's a it's a bummer if for as much as we have to accept that that is the future um i still i still have to voice how much that bothers me <laughs> like how much that yeah. upsets me um and how much i i wish we lived in like a different timeline where we can kind of make our cake and have it too yeah yeah. One one thing that I just wanted to to bring up, and I thought th this was my like only concern, if if you will, out of that whole uh, business update, is how much they were driving home that Pow World was this success or like this unicorn that they could continue to chase. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, guys, come on, this is under such special circumstances yeah yeah mm -hmm. this is just a pokemon clone that people yeah. have been wanting for like it, this yeah, isn't like a proof of concept that you guys can yeah. replicate or chase in any kind of like tangible way so mm -hmm. hearing sarah bond kind of talk about ball, power yeah it's not exactly like, hearing sarah bond just thing. talk about it as if like they can just continue to replicate that over and over again to grow xbox game pass and grow the ecosystem i was like guys this is a dangerous thing to invest in i mean yes it's great uh it was a great boon but caboose like you're saying they're still only reporting like minimal growth yeah, in it, xbox it, game pass it, 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 all of, of, of power world's success 99.9 percent .9 of it was on pc and steam like the like the, the uh, thing no, that no i think it, like, it's you, just less than half i'd say like because they did say like it was like like the last number it, i think i saw was like it was 19 million, million. And then 19 and, million i think it was like seven or like it was like in between seven and nine million on game pass and the rest were on steam so that's not crazy like, sales. Okay, that's crazy that's but sales, that sales uh no, they did, like there was something that, that there was a story that came out that I remember seeing. It was like when it hit like 17 million, it was 10 million on, on Steam, 7 million ga Google. players on Game Pass. I'll do Google. We'll, I'll look yeah. 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 Please, yeah. please look into that, Riley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely I'm curious. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Wrong, but as, I think because that's why thing. that's why Sarah brought it up with Power World is that because it was a proven success that what their strategy is for and has been for since Game Pass launched was you can play you can for creators who are making games you can put it on game pass but we're still allowing you to be able to, be able to sell it elsewhere so, right. and, I, yeah. and that's and that's where i think that the gaming industry is far better prepared for the future than necessarily the movie and entertainment industry because like when you put a movie on netflix that's it you're really yeah. not going to get it on netflix unless they, they sell the sell the rights to someone else whereas with with these with game pass yeah, you play it on Game Pass for those players right now, but you can also sell it on Steam and then potentially also sell it on PlayStation, also gotcha. sell it on Nintendo, and they're still so, going to make their money no matter what. All right, so right, Pal, right. World, Pal World sold 12 million copies on Steam and had 7 million through Game Pass. Damn. Oh. Hmm. Which is okay. good. That's, okay, yeah. so there's, so can, there's still, okay, so there's still a chunk. for $10 and then bail after a month like that is <laughs> that's also i'm sorry, sorry. wait wait wait, wait, wait. But this is this is what i wanted to bring up is like of the seven million that are trying it out on game pass um how many of those are left and how many of those ended up being like oh we kind of server know. issues we don't get it we don't get lobby <laughs> i can tell you right now i played it day one same, and i was done that's the same if you even buy it off steam it's like well okay yeah, yeah you play yeah, it like true, maybe yeah. a month and then you don't want to play it anymore but, like but it's, i but i'm talking about even like the people who are dedicated to the game right there were issues with the xbox version of power world 
that that I remember it here. Yep. I mean, again, played in here, you can correct me, but I remember that the lobby sizes weren't as big. You can get you couldn't get as many people in there. Yep, um, right. And that there were there were some issues, server yeah. server issues as well. Yeah, or, yeah. The, the, the lobby the lobby size oh, okay. thing was was something that um, they wanted to be more established, and if the game was successful, like Xbox then they were going to expand. Xbox was going to expand on it, yeah, because sure. like do the cost, do the cost and everything as well. They had the same issue on PlayStation as they as they would. One hundred percent. It's not. I'm not calling out Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that 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 something like Power World clearly it had become as as massive as as a success. I'd say in this case, maybe not ninety nine point nine percent. That was probably hyperbolic of me, but. In in I'd say in a majority case it was because of its uh, the success on Steam specifically. And they also came out during like a dry moment in the game Very, as sure. well. Like, you it, know? It, it, it was, it was it's something that I form. think that yeah. I'm hoping that at least like the, both Xbox and even other studios are not like taking the wrong lessons from this. Yes. Like, yes. This is something that you can't necessarily always duplicate. Um, you like you can't you, you can't like can't expect it's like basically trying to create a viral video. You can't. It just yes. happens. Um, what you hope to be able to have is that you have a platform or basically a bunch of different videos of different content that can be able to you know write uh, Rising tide raises all ships, and then hopefully you'll get more subscribers, and you get more uh, more in people interested in the content that you are right. already creating. And right. it's the same with Xbox. It basically, it's like okay, this could raise the tide for other uh, for other ships and other games that are on Game Pass, and then also sell well on Steam. I mean, we're obviously we're, like it's not this you know the, the reason this is not the reason why uh, or Xbox is not the reason why, but PlayStation is experiencing that success now with Helldivers. The fact mm -hmm. that it's on release on X on PS5 and on P and, and on steam were like a lot of people are really enjoying that game now granted the game is great but it's something that you can't always just duplicate but it's lightning but in it a bottle showing that lightning in a bottle right it, yes but it also shows that you like that at least for xbox that they can have more lightnings in the bot in, in bottles like they mm -hmm. can have that and i think that that's i think that's the key takeaway here is that there is that potential. You may not be able to, like, it, it just depends, obviously, on the game and kind of the zeitgeist and release timing and stuff like that, because I think that that was what the, the, the earlier this week when people were talking about Immortals of Avium, and they're saying, well, it, like, it, it failed on every single metric uh, or every sales metric, because and we gave the players everything that we that they would wanted, but, and they didn't take, they never mentioned the fact that it's like, no, you kind of released it at the wrong time. Like, it mm -hmm. released it in between uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 Whoa. and Starfield, and that that was like one of your biggest problems include like so it was up there it was it up there sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's, it goes to show that essentially it, it's it's all it's sometimes it's it's a big risk to be able to put out a game no matter what whether you're an indie studio or what the quadruple a studio like sure. the, the studios that were out there right now but i think what xbox is doing is laying that ground uh, that groundwork to basically show that hey games like power world uh, uh like can actually be a success games like obviously like minecraft like uh, uh obviously like we get uh, like uh, other other bethesda games basically that, that we're gonna have see coming to the yep. day and date on, on console and pc like we're gonna we're gonna just start to see that more of these successes are gonna happen and it's giving the, the what's really doing and at the end of the day is is giving players choice yeah that, that's that's totally true um and i i'm right there with you i think just going back to my original point xbox would be wise not to chase this and just let it happen organically that's yes like you yeah. you can't you can't find the next minecraft just under a pillow you have to let it come to you kind of thing uh, like that that's just no yeah. the fact of it there there is no among us 
two, if you will, like, because no one's developed it yet. Like, you can't right. go out and expect to have that kind of viral sensation out there that's just going to expand your platform. A lot but I mean, that's that's the huge issue. Environment. What, what's like, that? A lot of this is the product of, of the environment. And yes. The, like, the climate and everything. So people wanted, like, that Pokemon knockoff, and they got yep, it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Again, perfect you storm, know. right place, right time sort of situation, right? Absolutely. And And, and yep. like you were saying, Steve Saylor, you got to hope that with, with games like that, that they don't learn the wrong lesson. And I feel like that's, the, that's what we're seeing with live service games as a whole, right? Sure. Is mm -hmm. Destiny came out, um, was let's be honest a critical failure uh when it launched people it did, thought true yeah people first destiny wasn't great it was getting like five out of tens like i think mm -hmm. the, the metacritic was very low and then the raid came out and then they had these content updates and it was like no no no, they're not bungie will not give up on this they it know there's three expansions there. to be able to like to, for players to basically be like oh yeah no this is a great I, game it was it was even argue, the taking king that was taking uh, king that was, yeah which was, was like the third the, expansion because they had uh uh war mine was before that right. and uh, I'm those those two one. little DLCs that spoken the wolves. No, for spoken was Destiny too, but oh, um, you're right. Yeah, but it was Taken King that was the basically was like the the cut the moment the for, first for big for expansion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the and first that's... like here's year two for Destiny, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then that was like a pivotal moment because they were like, no, we will not give up on this game. We're going to take in all this community feedback. We're going to implement these changes into the game, and then we're going to lift up all the things that you already think work. And that's why the game had this longevity to it. That's why it survived against all odds. But what everybody took from that was like, oh yeah, live service games, a uh, hundred different currencies, crafting, and this, mm -hmm. like, let's just do that, they right? Were seeing, they, were, they were trying to create Destiny year eight, nine, and 10. On year before one. Before they even tried yeah. to be able to create year one. And I did exactly. look it up, so basically, uh, yeah, Taken King was the third expansion, because the first yeah. one was Dark Below, second was House of Wolves. Um, House yeah. of Wolves, right, That's okay. Yeah. And I remember I remember Dark Below was like, oh, okay, something, and then House of Wolves was like, oh, this game's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, then they had Rise of Iron after that, and then that's when they were Oh yeah, Take King, Rise of Iron. Those are like those are for me like some golden years of gaming, mm -hmm. man. I loved Destiny back in the day. I was hooked on it, and those expansions they kept me coming back every yep. single year. Um, and and now these live service games that we just don't get that, you know, like like you mm -hmm. said, they start out of the gate being like we need to pack in as much as these games did when they were three or four years into their life cycle, and that's just not feasible yeah. without it's having a, a nine year development time like Suicide Squad. It's a, it's a double edged sword because there is like okay, yes, you don't want to be able to load in all of the like all of the different systems and en like engines that essentially like Destiny Year Eight has had, but. You also have to make sure that the content is there. That is like there is a a gameplay loop that is something that players want to be able to keep coming right. back to. And yeah. that's and and again, it's like kind of we're talking about lightning in a bottle. Destiny wasn't that at first, but then became that. And I think that that's that is a lesson for other for other studios is that sure. if you if you do invest in it, like like even with you know obviously like now you may not be a bungee that you may not be able to have the resources to be able to kind of continue on with that. But I think it's also like that's a potential like hey maybe you shouldn't necessarily look into yeah. that. But then again, you know like the landscape has changed. Like AAA game gaming is not necessarily as sustainable as it once was when Bungie was working on uh, Destiny, but. I think it's it, there's a lot of lessons to be learned and a lot of lessons to to to, to or a lot of things to avoid when trying to be able to create a game like and try to be able to create a success like a destiny. So and, now, 
I don't want to say I coined this phrase. I had heard this from a creator before, but it's essentially you, money can buy you the best, the best developers in the world. Money can buy you, you know, the the greatest animations, whatever. It can buy you the best graphics. Money cannot buy you vision. At the end of the mm-hmm. right, like yeah. you have to have yeah. a vision for the game that you're making and for the studio or whatever it is. And in this case, I do like the vision that Xbox has. I think I like where they're going forward. Yes. I still, you know, I have my own opinions about physical media and what's happening with digital media and everything. For as much as it seems that that's the road that we're going down, it's a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if we're looking at face value, it makes sense to bring games like Sea of Thieves, like Hi-Fi Rush, like Grounded, like Peniment to other consoles. And it'll make sense in the future when they want to expand on that and bring even more games that are exclusive to Xbox yeah. to because other I mean, consoles. At the end of the day, if they have more players playing those games, that means we could potentially be able to get more exactly. expansions or sequels yep. to those exactly. games. Exactly. If you want them, if you want a Hi-Fi Rush 2, support the fact that it's basically going to be on other platforms yep. and other people are going to be able to play it. And that's why, like, for as much as Halo should belong on Xbox or Gears should belong on Xbox, they just... In terms of sales, in terms of player count, they're not surviving like they should be. And now, granted, I'm not saying that this means that they're going to come to other consoles, but like, could something like a Halo Battle Royale that is available everywhere while allowing the campaign and the base multiplayer to still exist exclusively on Xbox, could that be something that all of a sudden, like, saves halo it, it you know should be something mm-hmm. they're building I, yeah, right I, now to be I, honest i think so yeah, i think i think so hi, but camille. i don't think that's uh, oh, hello everybody I <laughs> hello, camille. hi i don't think that's something that um they should do right away like i think whatever no. that next iteration of halo and gears still has to come out on xbox if it is something like a battle royale maybe it's free to play that has to mm. live on xbox for some time because yeah. It first serves that audience. Then as it goes, and maybe the definition of who those games serve starts to change because they're great experiences, then it should come to other platforms. I don't think that's those two, like, and that's the thing, like Xbox IPs that are are very well known, you know, for being Xbox. I don't know if they can start on other platforms as well just yet. I, I think, think you're right. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think you're right. Yes. The, whenever Halo, whatever the next Halo is, is going to be, whenever it comes out, it should still be exclusive to Xbox. Mm-hmm. And they should yep. still stick with, I think it was a really good plan, a really good idea to make the multiplayer this free to play thing that was available on PC as well, right? Let that exist for a year. Let that player base, let that, that those people who are loyal to the console enjoy and experience that exclusive to their console then when you start to see that steam die down a little bit boom here's invasions coming back Mm -hmm. here's a battle royale and now multiplayer these modes are available everywhere you know but i also think that these projects that we're kind of talking about like whether it's on the halo side the gears of war side anything major like that any kind of flagship uh, franchise they can be totally separate entities as long as and i think that this should go for everything that phil spencer said during the um the business update which were essentially two pillars here which was uh community-based games and ones that are passion projects and i think that if there is ever a time and place that a certain affinity can come out and say we're working on a battle royale for halo 
that to me speaks community-based game and a passion project and that in and of itself could be something that can land on playstation day and date along with xbox while xbox still retains we're master chief we have master chief on yep. our xbox yep. you know packaging that we're delivering when you pick up a, a new console those two can do be totally separate entities the same way that you know Gears Pop can exist on a mobile phone <laughs> and Marcus Phoenix can still be on the Xbox packaging. Yeah. Gears Tactics. I'm surprised Gears Tactics isn't everywhere. I think that game is oh, a delight. I love that game. That and is such an uns like a, a like yeah. a, like sorely underrated game. It's to a me, great RTS. Well, that's Halo a passion Wars. project. Halo Wars. Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah. games that can can be games. invested in and thrive on other platforms without yep. taking away what I think a lot of us kind of, a lot of people on the Xbox ecosystem hold near and dear to them, which is the tent pole, right? They don't want to see Gears of War proper or Halo proper go elsewhere because they have a sense of ownership. I totally get that uh, to a certain extent, but you can still kind of thrive, like have have this these franchises expand and go elsewhere. So then with that, like, you know, and you might have talked about this off the top because someone was late. Um, so, like, with that, do you were how were you happy or kind of disappointed? Because you, Steve, yourself said you wanted Phil to save the games mm -hmm. that were coming, and we didn't. I don't. I don't think yeah. he could have said the games due to like maybe something with it. Like, for example, there was rumor of a Nintendo Direct coming out, right? And yeah. I maybe like it's a contract being like, hey, okay, we're gonna do the announcement, and maybe, and that's part of the reason why he can't talk about it like, right now. But go ahead. Yeah, he did say he let the, we want to have the teams to basically to, yeah. to to announce it themselves, and that makes sense. Like when you like, and and I think yeah, especially if they're tied into potentially a Nintendo Direct and a partner Direct, which has been the rumor. Uh, I think that that. Uh, uh, makes sense. And I, I think actually it, it, overall, I think it was a good presentation. It was a mm -hmm. good com conversation. Felt a little bit too PR speak to me Very, um, and, yeah. and then necessarily a conversation, which it is what like I had hoped for. But at times, yeah. Yeah, Phil was definitely very like I think both Phil and Matt. I think it was like I think like Sarah kind of felt like that she was the one who wanted to kind of announce things, being like because she was like Diablo's coming to uh, Game Pass well, March twenty eighth. We've got hardware you, announcements coming in the holiday, and then like at both Phil and Matt well, you were know, like they were they received the questions before the questions. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, totally. But did they? Did they? Did they? Probably filmed it in one shot like you know but they had the questions in advance oh there were some hard cuts in that thing i don't know if you there, got yeah yeah roll 100 yeah. that was a cut uh in, yeah. in the conversation yeah. there's one I question mean, that feels like i don't know what yeah. i don't think that was part of the question <laughs> I think that we have to give a major shout out to Tina Amini, uh, like who, who mm -hmm. runs a lot of the production side over at uh, for over at Xbox. Any t showcase has been for the past couple of years has been Tina, and she used to work at IGN. So shout out to her. Um, but also, like she had some great questions, especially right at the beginning, being like, "And what about Starfield or Indiana Jones?" Like yep. it just yep. she would she, like yep. it felt like the at least yeah it could have been pre-approved answer or questions and, and and answers. But to me, I was like, okay, that is something that the gamers or the gamers quote 
unquote, have been at least uh, have been yeah, wanting yes. to know. Yeah. Well, so, um, but again, but again, can rumors, we can right? we all so agree? Spearhead that immediately. Can we all so, agree yeah, that that Starfield, that. Indiana Jones, those were those were changed after public reaction? Or do you think like no, no, no. that that was I think never they probably be were the talking about it? I think yeah. that's probably where those those rumors that kind of came from. But I don't think that there was ever any like consistent. I don't think it was definitive. I think it, it was. was I honestly, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think up until it yeah. had been leaked that it was a no. I think it was on you know? the. Like I think a, it was on the table was when like, the stink like, came out. People were like, "I right, pull this off." Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. Right. I think there Maybe. is a metaphorical built like uh, Bristol board somewhere in the Xbox <laughs> office. Maybe behind. I hope Phil it's. Spencer, I hope it's foldable where, like the science boards. Too. Yeah. Like, that, where like every single Xbox. IP and property, and at certain points they just kind of reevaluate and say, "Okay, yeah. let's move it to the maybe section. Yes. Let's put it over here." Same thing with, uh, I'll go back to it, Blade. I mean, like there is a reason why they didn't come out and say this yeah. is an Xbox Game Pass title. This is an Xbox game. This is yeah. because it's this non-committal thing. Yeah. And Camille, going back to your 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 question earlier about like how we're all feeling, I do appreciate that Phil Spencer did not use the phrase that I I'm just so sick of, which is case by case basis. I at mm. least appreciate the fact that in this time and place in this mm -hmm. let's just call it like a 12 month window i'm i'm just guessing here he yeah. said four games that's yeah. that's it that's the expectation here it's not case by case it's that we are committing to four games yeah yeah exactly riley immediate yeah. games future. yeah so, exactly and then we'll kind of take it for yeah. here yeah so I, I, now I, I know can yeah. i read you guys a quote here yeah. from from phil uh, yeah, yeah the ahead. verge. I don't know. I don't want to derail the conversation. Philly know, S. Let's say what does Philly so, S have to Philly, say? Philly S. Big um, <laughs> um, okay, we so are Phil, considering. Phil Spencer <laughs> over on the verge is quoted here in regards to Starfield and Indiana Jones, and if they'll yeah. ever come to the PlayStation Five. I don't think we should, as an industry, ever rule out a game going to any other platform. We're focused on these four games and learning from the experience. But I don't want to create a false expectation on those other platforms that this is somehow the first four to get over the dam and then the dam's going to open and that everything else is coming. That's not the plan today. Uh, he goes on to say, I also don't want to mislead customers uh, on those other platforms. Sorry, I also don't want to mislead. Sorry, I lost my I lost my train of thought. Oh, you're I lost good, you're I was. You're, you're on there, yeah. Uh, where am I? I also don't want to mislead other customers on those other platforms. We're launching these four games and we're excited about it. We're excited about the announce and everything else, but we'll see what happens for our business. Again, that feels very much like the case by case basis thing. That yeah, you're yeah. About. yeah you're saying the words. Um, case, case, and it almost and it yeah. almost sounds like he's kind of going back on what he was saying in that presentation. You know, this is him saying so. this is him no, saying, I "Listen, Starfield and Indiana Jones will be staying on Xbox, but." And this, no, is, but, this I, is, but this is what I was saying earlier. Sorry to cut you off, Camille, because we were talking about this earlier before you arrived. I said that yes they're going to start with these four games of course there's going to be more in the future and it's all going to hinge on the level of success that they see from these four games coming to yep. other platforms yep. if hi-fi rush comes to switch and comes to playstation and all of a sudden the sales jump three thousand percent you're going to see more smaller yeah. games like hi-fi rush come to playstation and come to switch if they're if sea of thieves yeah if sea of thieves and grounded come to the Switch or come to PlayStation, then all of a sudden these live service games end up growing massively in terms of their player base, you're going to see more of their potential live service games come to other platforms. It's it's definitely case by case. They don't want to yeah. say that out of the gate. Yeah. But yeah. yes, there is certainly a future 
whether like we're talking percentages, whether it's guaranteed, we don't know, right? But there's absolutely a future where Starfield and Indiana Jones could end up on PlayStation. I How also much wonder that is a guarantee. We can't say we can't know right now. Well, and I don't think and that's why I don't think it was definitive. Like, no, we won't see these games on the consoles. I think it's speaking to the immediate future of these games, especially because they kept bringing up Minecraft as a perfect example of an Xbox game that lives on other platforms and how it's making money. So um, I'm so distracted when you guys message in here. I'm just always like, what's going on? We're talking um, shit. Especially because I'm on my laptop and like I'm, I have something else on my other screen. But anyways, I don't know what you're messaging, so we're going to check it out. No, let's no, yeah, no, we, no, we also no, we didn't did, even really talk re about the recoveries <laughs> here. Did, did we yeah. did we want to go over some of the other things that they had mentioned in that chain of tweets that they put out after this? Uh, well, I, yeah, I, want, yeah, I, I yeah, also wanted to I also wanted to bring up sorry sorry Steve, yeah, no, <laughs> but like okay, okay. Uh, but like there's actually more Game Pass memberships out there than Xbox Series, and like like if I could like, if someone wants to confirm, mm. there's 50 million uh, PS5s. If these games are coming over in these four, and people are like, wow, all these games are on on the Game Pass, maybe I should grab a Game Pass, you know, type of thing. And I think that's yeah. clearly their strategy right now. Yeah. And like and, maybe and, yeah, and, yeah go, go right ahead, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I was just going to bounce off actually both mm -hmm. you and Caboose, what yeah. you guys were saying. And I think ultimately when we're looking at future plans, especially with Starfield, Indiana Jones, any kind of uh, big uh, tentpole in the future, mm -hmm. I always, I, I'm always going to be curious what the what xbox's expectations are with something like sea of thieves and grounded you can definitely tell hey they just want to boost player engagement for these games keep the live service going keep these games thriving uh, with the community with hi-fi rush and pentiment these are smaller games you almost have to wonder okay are they just looking for an, a sales boost or are yeah. they looking as it so added from like a game of, pass this is yeah, the first i'm hearing pentiment by the way i'm just gonna point. be honest so <laughs> So uh, he kind of mentioned it that That's these why, were smaller yeah. projects that mm -hmm. uh, they're hoping to share, grow the IP, but also like bring in some revenue that they right. can then reinvest. So mm -hmm. that that's the point of that. That like no, of course are not community based, but they are like. They just want to they just want to make some money off it. right i'm just trying to draw like a mental parallel to say like okay so if hi-fi rush sells moderately well let, let's say on switch yeah. and ps5 i don't see how there's a correlation there for xbox now say well now it's starfield's turn because well, those yes, are two different games two different scenarios yeah like you have to honestly look at Again, I hate I hate the term, but it is kind of case by case to say what yep. is the ultimate objective if Ooh, Xbox yeah. is bringing Indiana Jones to PlayStation? Is if it I, worth giving up exclusive yeah. exclusivity just for sales, or is it bring it bring pl players from PlayStation over to Game Pass? Like I just I, don't I know if really comes Indiana to, Jones is doing that. I think it really comes down to what is the return on investment that is a success for the studio because right. they've got over forty studios that are within Xbox first party. I mean, if you if you Jeez. include basically everything from Bethesda to uh, to uh, Activision, um, and so there there will always be there will always be like uh, again. I know you hate the phrase, Steve, but like on a case by case basis, and uh, what is sort of a, what is like they're gonna have to. Like each game, they're going to have to take a look at. Okay, what is our success? Okay, we're going to take a look at a Hi-Fi Rush. It 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 did a it, it, we shadow dropped it. It worked great. The Xbox players loved it. 
But, you know, hey, after about a year, it's, you know, players have kind of uh, tapered off, but we still think that there's more uh, potential return on investment that we can be able to do. So they put it out on 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 Nintendo Switch. They put it out on PlayStation 5. It could hit that lightning in a bottle being like could be one of the best third party uh, games on, say, the Nintendo Switch, because I think that's probably where they're going to see potentially their biggest success if if that's where they're going to put it on. And that that could be more that return on investment so that it could tell Tango Gameworks being like, hey, Hi-Fi Rush with, with, with a small team that you had, with like you, it, you're now profitable. Let's see, could we be able to maybe make this into a much bigger franchise uh, than what than just a passion project? Because I think that that's where they're looking at it. And like, could we see potential franchises that we can be able to build as Xbox? Because you got to think, Xbox has two big franchises, three, I guess, if you count if, if, if Flight Sim. You got Halo and you got, game, you got, you got, got Gears. That's hey, it. F- hey, put some respect on I, Forza. Come I, on. Forza's a big one. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I forgot about it. I will give it Forza too. Yeah. But that's four compared Stop to say like compared to say like you got Nintendo. You got you got a Mar- you got Mario. You Mario, got uh, Zelda. Zelda. You got uh, Kirby. You got Smash Bros. You got Mario Kart. Like there's all these big gaming franchises. And then Animal you look Crossing. at PlayStation. You got God of War. You got <laughs> Last of Us. You got Horizon. Spider Man. Spider Man. There yeah. are so many different like exclusive or like basically that like you think of playstation you think of those games you think of nintendo you think of those games right now xbox has an imaging of like they don't have those kind of games anymore and so that's what i was talking about them to be a, yeah, you know? yeah so i think that like they can see that potentially that is a hi-fi rush being like that could be our next big franchise if it yeah. sells well under the platform. I don't even think they're at that stage of franchise. I think they're at the stage of, look, our consoles aren't selling the, year after year. We put them out and it's just not doing what we're doing. Yeah. We are now focused on cloud gaming. We're focused on getting our games into the hands of other players. I think that franchise is maybe two steps of two and that's, I mean, you agree. That's something road. that's and, definitely, you know, down the road. Yeah, and I think that's like something in terms of like how the success of it won't be necessarily these four games. I'm pretty sure they have like three phases of at least eight games coming to other platforms in their pocket that they're yep. they're holding on tight. So I don't think the first four games will necessarily be a um, the test. I think when it's successful, I think we're going to see these four games come out. They'll some of them will do probably well. I think overall they're going to see an increased user base. Like it's just mathematically how can't they um and it's just whether if that's at the point where it's makes sense for like i mentioned before like the 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 developers how they're paying the developers to invest times of their developers to put the product on the other platform yeah and then yeah, from yeah. there i think you see a few years of that where then they're like okay maybe we take this back to xbox where I, we could build out yeah, these franchises right further. yeah I think that I think that basically what Xbox is doing, and this is and this is where I think that the, the smartest thing out of all of this is that they're building multiple different strategies for that they could be able to utilize and basically like break class, break glass, and just be like, okay, this is the strategy we're going to go with for uh, for this game, and they can pivot at any given moment, uh, or that you could basically launch on Game Pass and then launch on Steam. You can launch on Game Pass and PlayStation or Nintendo Switch. You can launch exclusively on Game Pass. You can launch exclusively on the Xbox console. They are building these multiple strategies that basically help the developers and the studios to make the decision that is best for the, uh, for their game. If you look at PlayStation and Nintendo, what do they got? Nintendo, you're on the Switch. That's it. You're on you're on our console. Like you, 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 that you don't like there's nowhere else for you to build to like if you're if you're a failure on the Switch, 
sorry you can't like we got nothing else for you if you're on playstation they're now opening up to pc which is great but before it was just yeah if you're a failure on the play on the playstation console that's it sorry we got nothing we got nothing else for you so then the developers have to go like okay where else can i go Jay's gone. Able to do it so <laughs> xbox is allowing their creators which is something that they they constantly use as the term for studios and developers their creators to have as to make to try to be able to get as much of a success of, the, of their game as best as possible and that because that's what all the developers want. They want as many people to play as possible. And Xbox is setting up all these different strategies. And I think, yes, you're right. The franchise is definitely like two steps down the line. And that could potentially be it. But I think that's that's part of one of the strategies yeah. that they can be able to yeah. create so that creators can basically feel empowered to create the games that they want without having to worry about uh, like uh, worry about specifically sales numbers and return on investment for just being on one platform. Well, that's yeah. what they're thinking, right? Like, I think they are. You're absolutely right. It is kind of the future model of how, you know, the big three game developers could potentially market games in the next five, 10 years. I do think what Phil said of like, you know, this old model of exclusive exclusive titles on platforms is kind of done. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think, you know, we're still going to see, like, you still have timed exclusives, so you're not going to see something like Death Stranding 2 available on PC, um, you know, on day one. I don't think we're there yet. Nintendo games, who knows when, um, it'll, it'll leave their platforms for others. But I do think that's the step, and that's the future that Xbox wants to see, and they're, yeah. they're obviously willing to commit everything to do that because it makes sense of where their business is right now and what their business strategy is to help their business uh, be more robust, right? So yeah. it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Sammy, because you joined late, though, I, I'm curious on what you think of like all of this. Oh man, I'm still catching up. I'm 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 reading little summaries on the side, seeing what people are saying. I don't I it's right now I don't have an opinion. I'm still catching up. I'm I'm listening. <laughs> That's um, something I just actually, wanted to say. Actually, if I just I have could. two requests, but yeah, go right ahead, Riley. Sure. After that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. sure. Yeah. Um so I, I don't just building off Steve and Camille's conversation, uh I, I don't think they're being like as like open for the dev the devs or studios quite yet i think what they're actually doing is they've picked a handful of franchises that aren't going to damage uh hardware sales right now mm. uh and they're dipping a toe to see how far they can stretch it before mm. they start seeing uh some of that erode so like that's why halo's not happening quite yet yeah that's why fours is mm. not happening that's why gears isn't selected like they could have put Master Chief Collection on that, no problem. I, but like, it's what that symbolizes. So yeah. these things are like, like Hi-Fi Rush won't damage their hardware. Like Sea of Thieves at this point won't damage their hardware. Like these, these releases are communal based or they're smaller projects. So they're going to dip a toe. They're going to see what they're able to do uh, with those. And they're going to see if there's a drop in Game Pass. They're going to see if there's a drop in hardware. So... These things yeah. are, it, it's definitely, it's much, it's very, very intentional uh, as they, as they kind of foray into third-party publishing, which I assume will continue as, as sort of a pillar of their, of their strategy moving forward to some extent. Yeah. What that extent is remains to be seen. Uh, Marcel, my one, my one request yeah. is, can everyone make a shock face because everyone's here? We had to do it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> huh? What? 
Perfect. Riley's even in it this time. Perfect. I like that. We got Riley. We got him in. To the bet. Perfect. And my second, the second thing is, um, so we, what a thing, another thing we also wanted from Xbox was more clarity and like a proper structure. And is that now you mentioned like games over a year old? Is that the format we're, we're getting now? I would hope so. I, th- I think I mean, that's yeah. uh, if, if we're going to assume that even, you know, when we're talking about things like Starfield or Indiana yeah. Jones, bigger games of consequence, I think assuring players on the Xbox ecosystem that, hey, you guys are going to still get those exclusives for 12 months, maybe 16, 18, whatever. At least there's a window there where you can say, if I'm investing into Xbox and I'm buying a game day and date or, you know, uh, investing in Xbox Game Pass it's still worth my money to have a console versus, you know, if it is this nebulous thing of like, well, uh, you know, Blade could be out on Xbox in March, but then by June, it could be on PlayStation. That's not that's not reassuring to a player base that, hey, you should go out and buy the next Xbox. So I think if this is a future roadmap, if this is a committal thing that Xbox wants to have for the next five, 10 years, establishing the rule of if a game comes out, on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, it's going to live there for 12 months before it comes to PlayStation or Switch. Yeah, I think that there will always be those games that essentially will help sell the hardware. I mean, it's the, it's the console sellers. It's like, the, like so Starfield, um, regardless of what you thought of the game, that essentially is what Xbox was banking on as a console seller. And mm-hmm. I'd be curious, like, they haven't released the numbers in a while, but I'd be curious to see, like, what were the breakdowns as far as, like, people buying an Xbox Series X versus an Xbox Series S? Because I would see, like, them looking at, at the Series S as, as a success because they were able to get those in stores really quickly in, in, in large quantities quantities and that's where people were buying them at a cheaper price than than sort of the the uh, its counterparts and they were saying like oh starfield it's going to be on xbox i'll buy a series s it's cheap but i also get get, at game pass oh there's other games on here i can be able to play i think they're like i think a lot of the like those exclusives will be the things that will help sell the hardware and then the then there's the outlying of like you know hey you want the best experience on x you play it on xbox hardware or you just want to be able to play on the go you'll be on xbox hardware i think that's that's kind of where I see those big kind of exclusives like a Starfield, like an Indiana Jones. Um, but then there are those games that like a Hi-Fi Rush or a Pentiment or a, a, like a Grounded that essentially are like, yeah, you could buy a con- uh, an Xbox console to be able to play those. But you know what? Hey, you can be able to play them on anywhere. And it just kind of gives you an idea of like what you can be able to experience on Xbox. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually just wanted to interject one real quickly. There's been a, of course of a, news, a breaking news. Uh, <laughs> oh. From Uh-oh. software is now the sole owner of the Elden Ring IP. Oh, good so for them. Purchased it Wait, from they weren't before? No, no, Bandai Namco no. owned it. Um, yeah. So because of investments from Sony and Tencent, they were able to acquire that. Wow. IP. I had no um, idea. I thought that was them. As they, yeah. as they move towards the goal of self-publishing. So, good for them. Oh, yeah, wow. Cool. Oh, that ah. is, yeah. that is, the content wars are here, folks. Yeah. Here it comes. And yet still no DLC still, I see. All right. Shadow of the Earth <laughs> will continue to haunt my dreams until it comes out. <laughs> Go ahead, Camille. And like, and I think like, so there's two things. Like, when I, I think this was an overall like good podcast. Obviously, sorry, my laptop. I'm obviously reactionary, but my thing is, I was a little shocked with the whole decision to have Game Pass solely on Xbox. Um, like, because they've been working with cloud gaming, what it was first iterations, they've been, it looked like they were trying to shop it around 
to other platforms to see it if it's something they're interested in already. So that's it, definitely like a for now type of yeah. thing. Like you can get it on exactly. Meta, the MetaQuest 3. Like mm -hmm. yeah. and Samsung television. Logitech, so Logitech like, G Cloud has it. Yeah. They they well, want it everywhere. It's just I don't think Nintendo and Sony want it right now because they want to flesh out their own services. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. It's like it, it that's the only issue I kind of have with this podcast. It it does seem like it is reactionary. It's very PR answers. It is the, you know, case by case scenario where what Steve was saying, it doesn't really like does do we think it shifts things for the Xbox like core gamer that was a little bit concerned. Yeah. I, th I don't and I think, think so. I think the, yeah, I think that's a really good point, Camille. And I think that because the key Thank you. SEO takeaway. That, well, yeah. <laughs> she can hear, say, she can hear you clearly now, Riley. I'm just saying. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about this podcast <laughs> is that Camila's on it. Um, but <laughs> but uh, no, I was just going to say, I think that's a really good point. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know where I was going. What did you say? Where was I going? <laughs> I just got you the trip in my head. That's what I got And that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, but honestly, I do think that the core Xbox fan, what is that selling point to invest in the next generation? That's going to be multi-year roadmaps for each iteration of the next yeah. Xbox. And, and this was what that. I was trying to and say. Like, that's, that's why it's like, it was a great... Uh, podcast but was it successful in the objective to kind of settle those core gamers mm -hmm. i don't know i'm on the fact yeah, so that's what i was going to say is like yeah. the seo takeaway right now is that xbox games are coming to ps5 and switch like i'm yes, seeing all the exactly all yeah. now that exactly. is exactly that is the, the easy headline that's, right, that's but... going to be taken now because what they didn't do was clarify the four games so now speculation is going to shift to what are the games and it's going to be yeah. every game under the sun we kind of have reports that we know what we kind of think they are but like the narrative again is out of their hands because but they didn't also, follow up and put down concrete. Plans. Uh, that that's why they absolutely should have just said what games were coming because it would have yeah. alleviated a lot of the worries. Listen, uh, like us here, we saw VGC reported the four games, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And we, as, as people that follow this stuff relatively closely, can kind of easily speculate based on what Phil was saying during that little podcast. Like we we all immediately were like, yeah, Sea of Thieves, Hi-Fi Rush, right? um grounded pentiment those were ones we were kind of like oh maybe maybe um but now because they're relying essentially on like an outside source to be the one to report the definitive answer that leaves uh everyone outside of the bubble to be like oh my god does this seriously mean like halo's coming to playstation gears wars coming to playstation all my favorite exclusives are coming to play like what's a lot of the people who may be general consumers who may not know or follow the narrative as, as closely as we do are starting to doubt whether or not they should even own an Xbox. And I think that should be a very scary thing for Xbox. For as much as they're shifting some of their plans, for as much as they yeah. feel that it'll benefit them to play to play ball with Nintendo and PlayStation, um, if we're talking immediate future, like there needs to be a solid foundation for yeah. these plans to be executed in such a way that everything will, like, you know, rising ships, right? But the, that, like, and I absolutely agree with you, but I think they're willing to take that risk because of what we said before. Gears, Halo, Forza, now we're adding in there, mm. um, you know, the major IPs solely on Xbox, right? Like, yes, uh, those but already for years have not been enough 
to get enough gamers on Xbox consoles, right? But without so it, without more of a definitive communication, that it's, well, yeah, it's still I, I, it, worrisome it, people, you know? It is definitely worrisome, but I think they're able to take that risk because, and like, you know, Phil mentioned back in December is when they kind of solidified these plans of like what these four games will be. So obviously, I think there's some truth to that. I think there was, they probably knew a little bit before then as well. Um, but, you know, I think the the risk that the, the return for them is much bigger having it on other platforms and maybe not being as clear and transparent because that could also send another wave. Like you never know how like, core um xbox diehards or even like just core fan bases could take information and then twist it and not actually or like media outlets can and not uh the consumers not going directly to the source material to know yeah what it is. So i get what I, you're I saying get that. i get that i would have loved though too to be like you know we would have wanted our developers to really celebrate the launches of these four games on with you know uh, how it was intended and planned to but unfortunately this is another um unfortunate circumstance of leaks where you have to kind of get ahead of it these are the four games that are coming out and i think so right now i think yeah they definitely hmm. should have done that but they didn't um and that makes me and like the thing is i think they know we know Right, like unless we don't know, so like I, like, I think it's a, the, get, the like, people a who do know. Here? I think it's the people who do know are like it, like such a small number. I mean, the yep. the, the reason why that like this whole thing kind of came about the fact that it's like it's so much like it's it's just a very small. Cons like consumer base that are very vocal and toxic about this whole thing. I, I think it's like, yeah, we know, but not the general consumer may not, uh, may not know. They probably may not even think about like the four games that could potentially become, they just know, Oh, Hey, four games might be coming on, 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 on other platforms. They don't even may not even think might become a PlayStation or Nintendo switch. They like when we're in it, like, I think it's like, we got to take a little bit of a step back out, out of all, like all of us. Now I'm just saying like specifically, but just everyone it's like, Hey, we're in this, on the day-to-day -day basis this is our jobs yep. this yep. is what we do so we're mm -hmm. in, like we understand the context of everything but to the general consumer that is like that i that is what i think this podcast was was in a sense for it's for the consumer that is like here's here's some here's an update on what xbox is doing we haven't talked to in a while because this they did say phil even said this was something that they had had planned on doing for a minute but it just it, you know they this had to come out for, like in this in this format yep. as it is now. Yep. So I, I think in a sense, what they were doing was this is the status quo. Same like status quo is the same as it, as it as it was. We can't talk about the four games yet, but hey, four games are coming. By the way, Diablo Four is coming to uh, Game Pass on on, on March uh, mm -hmm. on March twenty eighth, and hey, we're also gonna have some new hardware in the in the holiday. I think that's the kind of a. Uh, uh, the three main takeaways that like generalizing over thing. Did they answer everything that we wanted? No, but I think the people who are, who were asking those specific questions that didn't get answered are people like us that are just in into the day to day. I think well, at the very least they touched on everything that we yeah. were curious about. For I sure. think that's the I most think, important part. Again, yeah. I, I want to emphasize that for all of us here, what they did for, for people who are following this again, as closely as we do, it was very well said, very well put together, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, as you're saying, Steve Saylor, and, and this is the last point I wanted to make before I got to run. Um, but, but as you were saying, Steve, um, this, this video was for the general consumer. It was for 
people who are worried, people who are like, should I still own an Xbox? Um, and I'm sure in a lot of ways that it, it, it could calm down some of the things that, that would make you very worried about even wanting to own that piece of hardware. But again, for those general consumers, it can be a little concerning to not know what four games exactly are going to other platforms. Now, maybe if you're that overly concerned, you can go look it up, find that article from VGC, and then calm down because those are all games that make a ton of sense to go to other platforms. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I feel like I'd understand if there were some people out there who are still still worried. And as you mentioned, I mean, there's some toxic idiots on both sides on every in every fandom there's some toxic idiots on the internet um who are who are going to spin this and turn this and warp this into something that it absolutely isn't uh and that's just the unfortunate reality but again it just comes back to what i was saying about this is the uphill battle that xbox has been fighting for over a decade now right since they had made that mistake with the DRS, since they had come out and talked about the always online aspect of the xbox one from there They started at the bottom of Everest and they've been trying to make the climb ever since. And I think they've gotten to the point where they're halfway up and said, you know what? This is not what we should be doing. You know, we we can't be the king of another console generation ever again. Like, that's it. Um, So they needed to pivot. They needed to establish a new business plan. And this is that. And in some ways, I imagine it's going to work. In some ways, they're going to have to really test this out and see how it could work. But I look forward to the future of Xbox and whatever they got coming. I just hope that um, at the end of the day, that that we're the ones who win. You know? Yeah. That's that's all we could only ever hope for. Um, But with that said, I got to run, guys. Please keep the conversation going. I can't wait to listen to what everybody else has to say. This was great. And I'll see you guys next week. See you. See you. you. What's back, Mercy? Um, I think what's more interesting is like, no one is talking about that. They're talking new hardware at the end of the year being revealed. Right away. Well, mm-hmm. I guess they yeah. just, just want to confirm and, and that they're committed, right? But yeah. The thing, yeah, they're confirming that it's committed, but it's like we've had rumors. Well, now that it's like PS5, uh, you know, is at the end of its life. Of, I can't, I can't even the say it. Half. It's just, the latter half. Latter half. Not, like, yeah. Yeah. What, what does that, like, Dude, anyways, what happened during the blip? Anyways, a crisis on my part because I don't understand how time is passing so fast. But with that coming up, the rumors of a Switch 2 or the successor to the Switch and, you know, new hardware from Xbox coming or being revealed at the end of the year. This is exciting. This is like... I think it's twofold. One being, yeah, Switch 2 is the immediate thing that everyone kind of wants to latch on to. That's the thing that's driving a lot of excitement. The mm-hmm. other thing, specifically talking about, you know, more so the Xbox and PlayStation side, a lot of people are already like, what the hell was this generation even about? Like, we we basically haven't even gotten started. It's like we just know, started, to be honest, about, yeah. yeah, so it already feels like, oh, they're talking about a new console, a new thing. Like, who who cares? Like, we haven't even tapped. Yeah. Like, it, to me, it feels like we haven't even tapped out on the potential of this. Um, I'm, re- I'm just reading another story from VGC where Sarah Bond were, was sp- uh, speaking to them and talking about their, you know, upcoming piece of hardware. And they, she said, quote, um, we're really focused on on their 
And what we're really focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation. To me, That's I'm like, bold I don't care. I'm like, I Christ. don't care because <laughs> listen, you're like games can't even run at a consistent 60 frames per second right now. So yeah. Unless you're willing to come out and say, <laughs> Riley couldn't run hell diapers yesterday. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like the, the, the advent of better tech, better consoles right now just don't really mean all that much when. When you're not I don't think we're at the end. Like yeah. I don't think we're gonna reveal the next Xbox. I think no. what we are gonna see, see is because she says in the in a console generation, I think it's like hardware generation. Be in yeah. a hard, yeah. say in a hardware generation. That's the that's a quote, yeah. It'll be like a I massive think, leap in tech, yeah, allegedly. See, but like, is this like do I is this still the Series X just another iteration of the yeah, series? I think this is, is, is literally the I think it's literally a pro version. It's, it's equivalent know? to it's like exactly. I, I, I said this in the uh when we were reacting to it, but I think it's this is the, the equivalent to when Xbox released the Xbox One's uh X and S. It's that that's this is what I believe th uh will be. It's like it's just an iteration of the same Series X and S that we have, just a little bit more either powerful in regards to Series X size or a little bit hey a little bit more versatile on the series s i that's where i think uh i think that's where we're going with until they get into the new the next console generation and i, I know you're right. all thinking like we just kind of got the console like sort of started but if you think about it technically it's been around for four years so it's a little bit past the the halfway point now granted there was a period of time, obviously, for PlayStation and Xbox that you couldn't buy these consoles because they were hard to hard to buy yeah. the first year or two. And that was but the reason why the are, S is so popular as well, because the X right, was exactly. impossible. Yeah, they yeah. actually had it on shelves. Yeah. yeah, sure. But also, but if you think about it, yeah, we're already kind of just past that halfway point of a of a regular console cycle. If yep. we sort of think of the console cycle within seven years, and if they're committed to still making hardware as much as like obviously PlayStation will, Nintendo will, and Xbox will, I think. Yeah, I think this new hardware, sure, that's a big bold statement to make. It'd be even the most powerful uh, like iteration in, in in hardware for them. I'm like, sure, I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, well, in a hardware generation, which would include what we see with PlayStation, in my understanding of like what she's saying as right. well. But like alongside with what you're saying, yes, we are in that halfway point of a console generation. But I think that's also on like us and the world and what was going on. Like, I'm pretty sure there were limitations of what they wanted to do because of like hardware chips that were available and like trying sure. to mass produce a, a console in, you know, when the world went on hold. And I, I think, you know, maybe and it's very it's disappointing, obviously, as a consumer, because I feel like we definitely have not got in like a real feeling of a generation here yet. Mm -hmm. But maybe on the business side it makes sense to say, hey, we were kind of limited with what we could deliver because of all these different factors. It makes sense to take what we've learned here, take what we've experienced or wanted to do because they probably plan two generations ahead so they know sure. exactly where they want to go and move on to that instead of dealing with, and you know, we've seen this from other platforms dealing with limited gener li limited hardware um or hardware that has limitations on the developers has limitations on um how consumers are playing their game in full experience that you know these developers want to give players so i think i think it does make sense it is just a bummer that this generation and there are memorable games but just not as much when you look through the previous generation just doesn't 
feel like a full generation yet. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking as though it's all coming to an end, but I am preparing myself because I feel like, um, you know, it, even like when you look at PlayStation and what they're doing in our, when we looked at that direct and kind of what we wanted to hear, we didn't get those like, okay, what's Naughty Dog doing? What's, and I don't think it's necessarily because things are in the work. I think there are business decisions that are making, mm-hmm. happening that are just like, let's put this on hold for the next console generation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a great point. It's a mm-hmm. great, that's definitely a great point. I, I just, yeah, there is definitely the aspect of like, okay, we also had like during this console generation, like once in a century pandemic. Um, and so that's yeah. a, like, I think that's kind of where it warps our, our brains into thinking it's like, oh, it's a shorter, like it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a great console generation. And you're right. Like when it comes down to it, comparing the different consoles, like generations that we've had, this probably will be seen as maybe the weaker year, depending on, you know, which console you look at. I mean, I think that if you look at PlayStation from 2017 to 2020, they were hitting on all cylinders uh, in regards to the, their games um, and and the launching even into the, the, the PS5. We've got some really like amazing games that are that are on there. But I think as we're sort of looking at potentially yeah, the word now, like as they said earlier this week with PlayStation, that we're, they're looking into the latter uh, half of their of, of their generation and they're looking ahead into the next console. This is something that I'm like, I'm kind of in a way disappointed about because I had thought that essentially that the idea of the of the cycle of the console generation will be kind of over um, to a certain degree because it's like it's not sustainable. I mean, we all like we all know it. Like hardware is not what sell is not is not like they, these companies they don't make money off of their hardware, if any. Like re, like unless you're a big hit like a Nintendo Switch where they sell uh, over a hundred million uh, units uh, and now ranking is potentially being the most sold console ever. Um, it's like yeah, when you have a hit like that, sure you're going to make a profit. But I think that that's like that's a once in a in a couple generation sort of thing and i had hoped that essentially like that with even with this announcement and now that's with sony potentially going multi-platform that essentially we're going to kind of start to see a little bit of like a slowing down of the of the constant seven-year cycle of a, of a console generation so well, i think the reason why sorry sammy go ahead oh i was gonna like change this topic a little bit so if you want to add on to this yeah I'll, just, I'll yeah i'll just add on like i, I it is disappointing because I think like us as core gamers and again, like Steve, you mentioned that perspective of like we're in it, we we breathe it all the time because this is the industry we work in. Um, it is very disappointing to see that like that we're still going on the seven year cycle, especially on how PC is performing and how PC gamers access games um, and and the delivery of those games on PC. But there is that casual market there that still plays big. For, and like it may not play big in terms of the amount of sales, um, because I totally get what you're saying with consoles, but it plays big in terms of getting the, the brand awareness, understanding that, you know, what PlayStation is, what Xbox is without those consoles in maybe a more casual audience hand, um, the awareness of like what these are, it starts to become niche again. The gaming is for a niche audience because not every, if you're a casual gamer, you're probably not going to be putting together a few thousand dollar uh, PC, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think consoles are still important or cloud gaming, um, but cloud isn't where it needs to be in order to fully market it to a casual gaming market that probably grew up with consoles. Yeah. Like, That's give totally it two fair. Years, maybe. That's totally so, fair. 
With all the updates that have come out, and so today with Xbox, with PlayStation, with the rumors with Nintendo, as a general consumer, who are you most confident in with buying like a new console? Because like right now, I probably wouldn't buy an Xbox. I'd probably go more towards like a Nintendo because I feel like the future is a little bit brighter for that console versus like everyone else. Uh, I've always been in that category of like Nintendo and PC. Like I I have an Xbox uh, due to like just a very, very few games. And those are games I wanted to play, which is like the NHL series because EA just refuses to put their sports games on PC for some reason when they all start off on PC. But like, there's just very few games that I don't. I'm like, well, I don't really need an Xbox for it. Yeah. I just play it on PC, and I, and then I also have the benefit of Game Pass on top of that. So I have, mm. I you know, I get, and then just it's just I just wait for PlayStation for when they bring their stuff out, really. So which, which I have no problem with because there's so many other games out there already on top of that. So. That's a very tough question, even for for me to answer, because I'm I'm very much on the console side. Uh, I mean, I have a gaming PC and and I and I do enjoy it, um, but I don't play on a, a lot of games on it as much as I, as I do on on console. And um, a, a, a PlayStation has always been kind of like w- the exclusives that are on PlayStation. I'll play on there, um, but the Xbox had always been, been that whatever console exclusives are there, plus also all my third party, um, all the games that are available on multi platform. That's usually where where, where I, I generally install the most. Um, so it's it's tough. I used to be able to say like, hey, when people are sort of like asking me like, okay, which console should I get? I always tell them, okay, break down a list of all the games you want to play on both consoles, write them both down, eliminate the ones that are on both consoles. And then uh, one has the most exclusives, get that. But now with potentially that- It's this, all changed this, up. It's all changed up. Yeah. As far as confidence, I- uh, the st- for stability wise, as much as I'm a, probably maybe one of the bigger Xbox fans here, I don't know, uh, but I've been with Xbox kind of for now for 20 years. I am an Xbox MVP technically, and I was when that program was still around an Xbox ambassador. I probably would say for stability reasons, I have more confidence in potentially the PlayStation hardware, mm. but mm-hmm. I will still always invest in Xbox. And I think that uh, I think that I will that will always I think that we're that is where I will always be at play majority of like any game that I play that is not exclusive to uh, to specific platforms. I yeah, think for like, me, it's like no, oh, go sorry, ahead, Camille, go ahead. please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like similar to you, like I'm trying to like take Camille out of this equation because like I do I'm in a very fortunate scenario, especially working in this where I own a gaming PC. I have Xbox. I play a Same. lot there. Yeah. Oh no! You yes, did it! I, did it. <laughs> I missed it! No! It's okay. It's recorded. Clip it, clip it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, oh my gosh! And I want to cut off my hands. Um, I'm so proud. Jeez. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes, I'm very fortunate where I'm able to have a gaming PC. I'm able to have an Xbox. I'm able to have a, a PS5, and also the Nintendo Switch. I'm trying to take myself out of the equation as a regular consumer, just looking at the market. I would say the confidence definitely would be in the Nintendo Switch, just because those IP are legacy IPs. The Nintendo Switch hardware has, maybe I'll wait for whatever the next iteration of the Switch is, um, just because we know it's It might change your mind. mind. They might regress back to the Wii. No, no, no. Even with not seeing what that is, I would still invest in it because I've seen the success and how long they've served 
the Nintendo Switch. And yeah. I, think I like for, the direction of the company. Yeah, exactly. Like and I think for like having this console that is so old, but still having the best game, in my opinion, yeah. come out on it, um, it, you know, last year, it just shows the dedication to a console generation. And that's why I would invest in more of a Nintendo hardware. And we we actually mentioned earlier, like Nintendo kind of- if, like, if I was a regular consumer. Uh, but no, but like Nintendo kind of like starts trends as well. Like they have the handheld gaming. Not everyone seems to be in that market mm. right now as yep. well. So I wouldn't be surprised wherever they come up with next. If it's uh like hopefully like, they can't have like a pattern. Like you know they have like a hit and a miss, hit and a miss. Hopefully this next one won't be a miss and they could be like another trend center as well. So we'll see what Nintendo has in store. But they kind of I feel like they kind of just do their own thing. Like we could go and do this. And if you want our games, you gotta sorry tag along you know, along the way with yeah. it. You know so. Steve, what did, what were you saying? Because I did cut you off too. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to chime in uh, with my own, uh, you know, spiel about this whole thing because yeah. you, you know, much like Steve Saylor was saying, I'm in a position where yeah, I have a gaming PC, Switch, PlayStation, mm-hmm. Xboxes, and everything. So I do have that. I'm very fortunate in, in my position within the industry, so I can kind of choose where I want to play. But that being said, I mean, I I do have the most investment in the Xbox ecosystem. It's where, you know, since my formative uh, young adult years, that's where I grew up playing and everything. That's where my friends are and everything. I, if you asked me a year ago, I would have said buy an Xbox, invest in Xbox Game Pass. I think the, the value proposition there is unmatched, in my opinion. And if you ask me that, you're asking that same thing today, and I, I don't think my opinion changes whatsoever. I, I still see the value proposition there as being the best in gaming. I, I still think that if you're a person who is out there looking for a one console with many different options of what you want to play, how you want to play, who you want to play with, Xbox has you covered there. The only thing that I think that was added by this uh, business update today from Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty was the uh, was the the confidence in saying, "Hey, we're going to continue making hardware." So if someone is investing in the Xbox game or ecosystem today, they still have that uh, that runway. They still have at Features. least you know another five you know another generation. Which if, if we're going on today's trends, another seven years when that console comes out so you're looking at you know 10 plus years of xbox uh you know console support so i i think that yeah if you're if you're like me and you want to play like a vast array of games xbox i i think is it would be my recommendation but if you're looking just for you know that core cinematic third person experience i think playstation has that in space but i think that xbox has really everything else i the online uh component the community component i i love the ecosystem in terms of you know getting achievements and jumping into party chats i think that that whole process is so much streamlined and so you guys can call me an xbox shill i don't really give a shit but uh that's just my opinion on it you know no actually forgive me i'll just add on to that because yeah i I think that that's the 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 key there is that xbox is creating an ecosystem that i actually do enjoy it's something that allows me to connect to the community plus also be able to connect to my games at any given point i Mm -hmm. think that's the thing for me that i'm uh, that i'm more interested in than necessarily uh uh, having to be able to rely on the on the hardware side um so and i also want to add they're only one so far that was talked about like preserving your library as well 
Like, yes. You know very well Nintendo has no problem being like, here's Ocarina of Time for the eighth time, you know, or... You know, and I'll play it every and I'll, time. And I will no, play it every time, too. <laughs> but, like, they're the only and ones who are, like... Yeah, you know, but like they're the only ones stepping up. Yeah, the only ones stepping up, like being like over, you know, trying to find the best routes to like to make our consumers happy, which I also commend That's them for point, doing that as though. well. So, uh, Riley, I don't know. Like, are, am, am I supposed to look at it from my perspective or try to be objective about it? Objective, objective. Okay, so Obje- my... objective, personal. Yeah. If you weren't <laughs> in the gaming industry, <laughs> essentially, objective but through your eyes. Yeah, yeah. objective yeah. but subjective. Objective I don't know. I think. But- through Stevie V's eyes. Because <laughs> for, for me, it, like learning about it, I don't think it changes the value proposition of Xbox. I think it actually enhances it um, by making, if Hi-Fi Rush drops for $40, let's say, um, like the value proposition is there for Xbox, so the Xbox console makes the most sense. Um, from a consumer standpoint, this is going to be absolutely how the media spins it and the reception to that. Because a general consumer reading that's going to be like, cool, okay, well then I'll just buy a PlayStation because Halo will end up there. Event like, so yeah. I don't, I don't know how it's going to land yet. I don't know how it's going to be received. I know we know what's happening, but communicating that is like, I don't know. I, I get shades of the Wii U launch. It's not that bad. So, I, the, but like, stick with me for a second. Right. Is that uh, people didn't know if it was a, like an accessory or a new console? They didn't get yeah. it. So. They didn't buy it. So, like, I just, I don't know how it's going to land. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, people, they thought thought the tablet was an accessory. Right. um, I don't know how it's going to land. So I don't know what the optics will be for the general consumer yet. I'll have to do, like, an SEO poll and see what everyone's saying and thinking. stop it. Oh, my gosh. Just tell us. Consumers are employing SEO. No, but I will. (laughs) No, he's right. You know, an SEO is basically what what people are searching for. That's kind of a considered listening moment. Let's be honest with the general consumer. All they care about is saving money. And what's the best best way to save money? Get a Series S and get Game Pass. And just yeah, like everyone it. is saying, Game yeah. Pass is the best value in gaming. Like, I would, like, <laughs> I'm more intrigued to see where the numbers of Game Pass go more than Xbox sales. To be honest, like the fact oh, that there's well, more, yeah. there's more Game Pass membership than Game Pass consoles out there right I would now. Think, yeah, because Spencer said I think there's 34 million. 34 yeah. million is what they, yeah, what I wrote yeah. down here. Yeah. So and like that's Xbox fun. sales like, is 21 okay. million no, right now. Wanna, they're going to want to scale that meaningfully, uh, and it sounds like they're relying on the EU to kind of make some smartphone changes that will allow them to put a marketplace on mobile phones. iPhone, yeah. Which would, yeah. yeah, which would increase that. So I, I think that once that door opens, that, that can grow meaningfully. Anyway, I'm getting back. I, my personal choice, I would, go, I would go Switch probably. I think they have a good vision. I mean, maybe not yet, because maybe they have a new hardware coming out, and then you pick that up, and you're set yeah. for seven years if the life yeah. cycle... I can you know, pre-order it. I can pre-order but... it when again, rather. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. They won't tell me that. <laughs> they won't tell me that. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we get to see that, and uh, we'll. I would recommend that at that point. But also, like right now, PlayStation's rocking. Like, if some of the games are coming there, like uh, that's pretty good too. But I love Xbox, and I love the value proposition. That's why I like each of them. Like, they each do something different. Yeah, like, they're all a little different. So. I kind of like the niches that they have. Like, I love playing Helldivers with you guys. Like, that was so much fun. Like, 
don't know. I, right now, I might lean PlayStation, but I also love Nintendo, and I'm excited to see what they have. Xbox is the best value. I love it all. So it, it's come really to the PC to side and then get yeah, it. Yeah, you get it all. I guess. Come on, come on. Situation with every you know console out there. I can't commit. Yeah. The problem with being a PC user is like, okay, like sure we have to wait longer, but like we really get the full experience. And like my PlayStation is essentially just like the Last of Us machine because like that's all I used it for is to play it. This won't even come out. Actually, it's been stuck for years. Oh man! (laughs) And what if the next one doesn't even have a disc? Yeah, I mean, it's really cool for PC players when every console game comes over and it's broken. Yeah. Awesome, awesome user experience right there. Oof. I mean, instead, you guys could just buy, you know, like a real gaming piece of hardware like and just play it day it. and day. Yeah, yeah. the hardware that was developed for gamers by gamers. By gamers, so, yeah, put that I, on the I, box. I, yeah, exactly. I was kind of curious, and, and, and this might derail the conversation, I apologize, but I was kind of curious because we're talking about, because he did say that 30, what was it, 38 million or 34, 34. million? Uh, uh, Game Pass subscribers. So I was trying to think of, okay, where was PlayStation and all this? And then, but, and they haven't updated in about a year. So this is as of like June of last year. Um, They were over, the uh, PlayStation Plus members are like 47.4, but majority of that is PlayStation Plus Essential, which a lot of, the original PlayStation Plus members had like basically yeah. kind of were yeah. opted into. Um, PlayStation Plus true. Extra was six point one. PlayStation Plus Premium is eight eight million, uh, whereas PlayStation Plus Essential is thirty three point three. So it so obviously you know probably has increased a little bit since then. But I mean there probably could be a lot of people like myself that was like that was on Premium, but I went back to Essential because uh, I ain't yeah. paying that two hundred dollar price tag or whatever it is now. So um, I and, and I think it's essential again. I really should pay attention to my automatic uh, bill. Yeah, you probably should because they probably charge you a lot more than you, you think. You've been paying five hundred dollars. How much is essential per membership? I'm just trying. Essential to is like, still, I think, the original, like what the original PlayStation Plus price was, like around 19. like eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it's like fifteen or nineteen dollars a month or something like that. Right. Uh, twenty-ish, I think now. Um, oh my god! Essential is twelve bucks. <laughs> Okay, that's a lot better. A lot better. Sorry, Maybe. wait, what? It's oh yeah, 12, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it's so it's twelve dollars for essential. Extra is seventeen ninety nine. Premium twenty one ninety nine for a month. Steve, you gotta, Steve, you gotta check your billing. What are the tiers of Game Pass though? Like they have Core, which was rolled into because they axed Xbox yep. out of Gold, and that became Auto became Core. So that's some growth in that measurement for that for Xbox as well. That's but wild that you're paying that much for a PlayStation and none of it's on PC. Where Xbox, you're paying the same amount and you get it on well, PC. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, again, true. that's the best value in gaming, right? Is really with, with like, Game Pass. It goes across the board, different uh, platforms, right? I, so, and like, I know people complain about launchers. I'll gladly just take a PlayStation launcher. Just put your game there. I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, like... Well, I think that's yeah. probably where we're headed but, but towards. The thing is, I mean, they literally yeah. make it happen now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just to go back to Riley's Riley's yeah. point quickly. Yeah. Eleven ninety nine for uh, Core, a Game Pass Core. Eighteen ninety nine for PC Game Pass, and I wonder if that's Ultimate as well. Is I assume ultimate? that's Ultimate. Yeah, it's Ultimate. ultimate yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. So they were also very smart right before all this acquisition nonsense to get rid of that one dollar. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Well, that one dollar, yeah. yeah, three months, whatever, yeah. Crazy, was, crazy that yeah. they got away with that for so long. Wait, yeah, right now on Xbox.com, it's one, it's one, but it's one dollar for fourteen days right now. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, yeah. Before it was that like sense. 
three months or something. Yeah, something it, was. Where... it was three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it because I used to get that a bunch of those and just stack them all the numbers. <laughs> yep. That was that was a uh, business strategy that worked, yeah. right? That's how they yeah. got to the thirty-three point three at the end of last year. Users are on Game Pass, right? Or thirty. Get everyone on. Then when exactly. it auto subscribes, everyone forgets and goes, "Oh crap!" They're going Am- to that- twelve dollars. That's the Amazon <laughs> yep. trick, right there. You know, with Prime. So. But then, but then with that, like that is so impressive for um, something that you're not necessarily roped up into immediately when you sign up. Like it is a choice to. Well, actually, you need it for online game. No, 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 no. Right? Because they got rid of I'm gold. Sorry? Right. No, you uh, still not, need not, it for online. You still play. need it for online. Oh, you yes. still need it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. So core is I'm... essentially just um, okay. multiplayer. Well, no, it's it's Xbox Live Gold plus the uh, a la carte uh, Game Pass, which is yeah, yeah. you get like Halo, oh, Gears. Right. It was like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you get like very specific. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. functionality. Well, and, yeah. and that's the thing. I don't think that model is necessarily going to go away where you're going to be roped into these things that like, um, and that was what we were seeing with Gold and I can't remember what, and Live, right? Um, and what we're still seeing on PlayStation, right? So for PlayStation, it's worked. They have 40, what was it, 47 million users that have um, PlayStation yep. Plus, right? So it's like, it, it works. It's a strategy that works. I think it's just understanding now, like, to me, like, it's very clear what Xbox is trying to do. They're trying to shake up their business um, and how they do business. But then I'm still brought back to the question of like, are they, how are they going to win business? And I think it's because we were kind of brought up in the old days of like thinking of this console war and like Xbox is beyond that now. It's like they have so many successful things going on. It's not about necessarily the competition because they diversified more than the competition. Obviously, the competition will always play uh, a piece of different aspects to their business strategy, but I don't think it's the overall. you know what they're trying to take away from their their business strategies like we want to be the best like gaming platform um i think it's just they want to offer more games to gamers and have maybe their games uh, live on like just everywhere right and that that was clear from the launch of the xbox uh series x so um I, I do have a question though because we didn't hear marcel and sammy what they wanted to if you were the consumer as a consumer would it be pc i'd say pc yeah. yeah i i yeah i'm definitely more comfortable with pc but i'm most thousand? excited i'm i would spend a few thousand listen as a, um, a casual like a regular casual consumer i mean yeah, Listen. but they could get. But that's the thing. It's like you're spending a few thousand to be able to get more than just like technically everything. A game. But there's yeah. still membership. No, there's still memberships that you have to sign up for and be Sometimes. part of. A membership. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Game Pass. I feel that's like there's a lot more buy. flexibility. Still games you have to buy. Listen, Game if pass. I want to play with a controller, <laughs> I just got to plug in my USB and I can play on yeah. controller on my PC games. PlayStation can't do Microsoft Word. I mean, yeah. there, there's your yeah. selling feature. Can't, I can't get Clippy on PlayStation. Definitely. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> um, just, I just wanted to add another thing. Um, Famitsu Magazine is reporting that Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded are all going to Switch. Okay. <laughs> oh, Wait, who just okay. Grounded? Oh, grounded on uh, Switch? Uh, yeah, okay. Famitsu. Famitsu? Yeah. Interesting. But grounded on Switch like, is weird. 
And, well, I mean, if you think about it, Sea of Thieves too. Sea of like, Thieves on Switch, yeah. Yeah. weird. Yeah, I, if the if they can get that running, I have they'll breeze. Maybe the new before, Switch. Yeah. That has maybe to be the, the new, new Switch. Switch. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, maybe. That's why. And maybe that's and why you couldn't say it. He couldn't say like, and and maybe because it is less out of the control of his um his team, like the Xbox Studios under those that are developing those games, and more on the third-party partnerships. Like they're not ready to announce those games yet. My thing is, Grounded actually makes the most sense on the Switch. I'm just surprised, and like I would have wanted to see a PlayStation collab. I but it I does wonder. Make sense. It would all Fumitsu is mentioning to those Nintendo titles by name, though. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder if maybe like, a, like, cause I don't think that, the, I wonder if maybe they're not necessarily running natively. I wonder if they are running a, uh, a, a like, like cloud streaming. streaming. Maybe because I, if, they, if that's, if that's the case, because we've never really had a Xbox specific cloud streaming. Like, like essentially, I kind of would almost imagine that it would be the same technology, or at least the same servers as xCloud, as, as cloud gaming, um, which could get like, could give like that hardware. Basically allows allows you to be able to play a Sea of Thieves like that. I mean, it sucks. Essentially, you kind of have to always be online in order to be able to play it. But I mean, that's the same. Like, if you want to play Sea of Thieves, you have to kind of do that anyway. Um, so the I'm only wondering th- if if maybe that's that's a strategy they're going with. The only thing I see is that could be tricky. There is then you're having to explain to the Nintendo Switch community you have to buy Game Pass because right now that is the only way to invest in cloud yeah. gaming, as far as I'm concerned. Or no, I'm, well, I think it's it's probably like it would be like a situation where it's like it's or running off control of, was it's running off of Xboxes and Microsoft servers than necessarily like yeah. the Nintendo sort of a cl- like infrastructure kind of thing. That's that's kind of where i'm thinking of it's more of like uh, a back-end yeah. kind of deal which would yeah. potentially make it like those games may run better um than say like hitman that they did try to do for for cloud uh gaming on on and Switch. it makes so, sense as well like with when those rumors they were shopping around cloud gaming trying to work with uh or actually phil said like talking to other platforms on how to like because cloud they really did see as the future right um so that that makes sense steve like maybe these are also like there's why you couldn't mention it because like I don't know I I have a, I can't see like two of these games running on the Switch properly and I I already know there's already like a stink with on like like streaming games such as like Resident Evil and Control that was on the Switch people mm-hmm. didn't really care for those yeah. and I really think these are probably just games that might be launching on the new Switch which is the yeah, maybe that's why, why and that's yeah. why he cannot say and like once and like once because it, it's also like contract there's so many contracts that are happening and maybe Nintendo wants to do it in their own wording as well maybe phil shows up in a direct one day and be like oh yeah hey these games are coming well, who knows? as yeah. well you know and like these are just like, things like that have already been set in stones the... which is why you can't yeah. be like mention on the on a podcast they just did. Well, yeah, right? like it... they could they could reveal the console and be like here's someone playing it yeah. playing sea of thieves in this one segment right here and here's yeah. you know and then we get over yeah. here and there's a new mario game like i don't know like that yeah. seems like an easy one they did it with skyrim in the original switch yeah. reveal so well, and, and maybe like a mario themed ship. ship you know Bowser bowser oh, ship and cfa's oh, yeah. Yeah. you know a bowser call. ship just saying it oh is rare. God. They have always had a good get, relationship with Nintendo. Just saying, man. Don't DK, DK, King K rule, King K rule, man. Come on, it's right. It's all there. Nintendo, please. It's all there. Did say that it would We're going to Donkey Kong Island. I'm right. 
Oh, yeah. that would like never big happen. Donkey I don't Kong think that would happen. Oh. But the Donkey Kong head, I could see that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, or like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry, Riley. I have to bring it up. We oh, can no. see potentially don't, a banjo. Don't see that. <laughs> I hope. This I, I, June, wait. The Switch is coming. I always say Switch is coming September, but June can also be that time you announce all that stuff. Just saying. Well, June I think, showcase. I think that would be a great mm, a great really time, but yeah. Nintendo if, never really sticks to what we expect. So I yeah, also see Nintendo gonna Nintendo. But yeah. then, like, I think you know Phil said it in the podcast. Like, it'll make sense when you know what games it is, and right. and I think that if these rumors are true, that temp that completely makes sense as to why he couldn't say it. And he's kind of like, yeah. just his arms are tied in, in trying yeah. to give yeah. us information, but not breaking contracts and not breaking um, I also history see, news. That it is not, I, that is not I, his boxes. Yeah, I think he's telling like a half truth too, because like we're seeing some classic Rareware titles appear on NSO. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I could see some more Xbox Game Studios titles that are not really, you know, like, yeah, selling Xbox hardware, maybe even available on Xbox hardware. Battletoads, yeah. Battletoads. I mean, even, even if we talk about like racing, the... Perfect Dark, Banjo yeah. Tooie. Like, was on was and there on. was there any Man. record of like growth from when Banjo was announced from, uh, for Smash or Xbox? What do you, in terms of what do you mean? Growth? No. Like like oh, like like, no. like no. sales? Uh, yeah. Like you remember how like remember how like Sakurai was like, hey, if you want to play these games, they're all on yeah. Xbox. I, I don't sure think Xbox Nintendo. reported anything though. No, I'm no. sure. No, we're like, sure even, at least on the Jap like, Japan uh, side, I don't know that's that's a market they're always suffering in. But like, I, was, I, there, I, was honestly, there like an even, Xbox like spike in Japan due to that? I believe. I'm gonna look this I up. think there was actually. I yeah, I think was uh, there? at retailers there was. A, I believe there was, there was like a mild. People were like, yeah. oh, what's this game? Let me go find out. There was like a mild like Xbox growth due to that. Yeah, I think so. Because because Sakurai is... came on his thing on a Nintendo broadcast and was like, "If you want to play Banjo Kazooie, yeah. buy." And everyone listens to Sakurai. He's like, "If he's saying it, I gotta go get one right now." You know, <laughs> that's that's still the strangest like subsect of like n like Nintendo promotional materials to me, where Sakurai just comes out. He's like. Here's my gaming setup. I got a PlayStation. I got an Xbox. I got. I'm like, what? Like Nintendo's just cool that you're showing all that. It's like, it's like, it's yeah. Wants. So Banjo Kazooie, they're owned by Microsoft. Kind of crazy, right? Anyway, if you want to play the original, buy an Xbox. That's where it is. And it's like it's Sakurai. What? Kind of get away with anything. He kind of does, right? And that's like the one, like the one Nintendo franchise where there's super like. We don't care, Sakurai. You, yeah. You I mean, if you think thing. about you it, if you think about it, it's uh, the Smash Bros. was Nintendo's biggest games as a service uh, success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's absolutely. Definitely, definitely one of the longest standing was it, total marketing was it, machine. Was it better than, um, well, I guess, like Fire Emblem Heroes, which generated a no. billion dollars in revenue, the gotcha game? Did it really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's huge. It's so huge. No wonder Mario they keep Kart? shoving Fire Emblem down now, our throats. Like, yeah, what are the, what's the live service strategy for Nintendo? Hopefully not. That I think that's that's their strategy, essentially, is to constantly keep supporting it and just keep having people buy passes um, that, that they're just yeah, going to get these. The, that would be good. I think they could yeah. do something similar for Mario Kart if they yeah. wanted to in the next one. Like, oh, yeah. That would be I mean, great. they got Animal the Pokemon people with Pokemon. Have. They got Pokemon for Pokemon Bank. I just paid for it. I was like, wait, I'm paying oh, for Pokemon well, Bank? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I just paid for it recently. You need it. I don't want to lose them. Yes. I don't. I can't lose them. I got you. Yeah. I got you now. 
No, I think I think if they can do if they can do like a like Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, and Smash Brothers all lend themselves perfectly to that sort of premise. So, if they wanted to keep releasing passes annually or and whatever's next for Smash, I hope I yeah. hope we get something. We're getting the Spirit events, so I hope it's a sign something. that something's yeah. coming. Something. I gotta be Spirit events are still going. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Years. That's why like. If I was an outside consumer, I'd probably invest in the uh, Switch. Just they're they're still updating their games. They will never die. They will never die. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This is just getting me excited to see what the next iteration of the Nintendo Switch is. Because if these rumors are true, <laughs> good job Xbox. Better, better, better I want to Switch. <laughs> yeah, right. Better internet, right? This means I better hope. graphics servers. Hopefully. Because, like, imagine, imagine playing, like, Sea of Thieves on the go. Yeah. And, like, you have, like... Oh, having, like, maybe, like, a 3G chip or, like, a 5G chip in, in, in a Switch? Switch 2? That'd be cool. Oh, that battery life, though. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Switch battery's pretty I mean, if good they're right able to put, like, Yeah, but that Switch battery's battery good because, because there's no constant internet, like, yeah. draining it. That's yeah. why... I'm also just thinking about a future where I have to pop in a 3G chip into a PlayStation <laughs> or a Nintendo oh, like a Switch. That sounds like yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Sign me out of Sold that one. Sold only by Rogers. I'm like, oh, thanks yeah. a lot, you know. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm oh, okay. my God. No, I don't want to have to pay for Rogers or Bell to be able to play my Switch. No, forget Oh, but it. you can I, play I it on the, the subway. Like, no, yeah. No, yeah. No. yeah. Oh. Oh, you can see charges. it now. Kudu on the, yeah. on the subway. Yeah. Mm. Great. Um... I I kind of want to change topics here, unless anyone else has any uh, to talk about. Right, We're changing topics, unfortunately. I gotta get. I well, actually, I, I, I just want to. I just want to ask very quickly. It was actually. Uh, oh. well, you, if you want to kick it off, uh, and then if you had to bounce, uh, absolutely. I want to talk about uh, yellow paint in games, Steve. Oh fucking a! Oh, That's geez. right. <laughs> That's right. Because I played a game recently, and like you know, it's something I did wasn't even like like paid attention of. But like I played a game okay. recently called Banishers of uh, uh, Ghost of Eden. Fantastic game, loving it so far. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, there's yellow paint everywhere. I'm like, can I at least figure out where to go? <laughs> like, like this is like go here. I'm like, well, why don't you just play the game for me at this point? <laughs> like, there's paint everywhere. But go right ahead, Steve. Okay. What's the guy saw this? Also, I'm funny, uh, kind of funny. They were just talking about it, and they quoted you as well. So I want to get your take on it as well. Sure. So. Uh, yeah, it kind of it keeps coming up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I came up around like I think Resident Evil Four uh, with the, l- the yellow ladders and and the yeah. yellow boxes getting break, and then it came up again with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth with the yeah. yellow ledges, and then this is actually the first time I heard about banishers. I didn't realize it was uh, it's in there everywhere. Too. <laughs> but the the. I, I don't want to say it's all for accessibility reasons because it's mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not what it was designed for, but yeah. it does benefit folks uh, uh, like who for because it adds like an uh, basically what it does is it adds an extra higher contrast uh, mm-hmm. for those who are low vision or have cognitive disabilities to be able to let them know where uh, where they want to go and and um, uh, I actually explained it on uh, like uh, I, 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 uh, a different sort of podcast. I have my own sort of thing, which by the mm-hmm. way, you can listen to my new podcast tomorrow uh it'll be all about xbox thing uh gaming insight look for it on spotify apple Podcasts, or youtube uh but <laughs> i love the, the, the okay anyway, thank you um one of the things i said on on, on there is that when developers are cre- are trying to be able to create a game that 
it, essentially it, like they're trying to be able to they're always trying to be able to get the player to be able to have progressive movement forward they're not they don't they want to make sure that their their goal is to be able to have the player keep moving forward in a game whether that's a, a single player game or multiplayer whatever there's always a starting point and an end point and how you the the game gets you to that end point is up to the developers on how they want to be able to design a way for the players to be able to figure out how to be able to do that. So what did they, what do they do? They essentially create a visual or an audio language that is subtle to the player, but it's something that essentially a player can be able to to learn as they play to know that okay, this is what I'm having to look out for. I have to find either uh, entrances that have lights above them, or I have to look for yellow paint, or I have to look for um, uh, signs or uh, things that like are arrows that flashes are pointing in directions. Or, Flash, yeah. some, whatever, yeah. like, whatever it's, it's something that that is narratively works within the game or within the game environment or the storytelling environment uh, that the game is being presented. Uh, whatever works natively within that narrative um, is something that they want to be able to tell the player okay you can go here you can't go here because here's the thing in resident evil 4 not all ladders are yellow so that means that not all ladders are climbable and same with like uh, ledges in final fantasy 7 rebirth not all ledges are climbable uh so he's probably a banisher so probably certain areas that are not climbable or not like you know in, in the d direction where they want uh those pl like those players to, to go so yeah i also put a create... prime example in, the, in our chat as well but like they just dumped oh, yeah. the, they just dumped the paint i was like Oh my right, God. but if you come across that basically that log that so he's showing so for those of listening or watching basically there's a yeah. there's a log that has yellow paint on it that to me tells me that you can be able to jump over this log. But if there was if that log was like was there and you couldn't jump over it and you had to try to figure out what like okay wait wait which logs can I jump over which logs can't I yeah. I'm not sure it is up to the developer to decide how they want to be able to um, environmentally tell the player where to go. But in some cases the easiest way is to just you know you have paint basically to let you know yes you can go here you can't necessarily go there so it's language that the player eventually by the time the game is done they become fluent in so they can be able to continue to progress forward to the end game um and that's essentially what it really kind of it, it boils down to okay. um and 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 yeah is the yellow paint a little bit overused within the past couple of years it just uh, yes is there a better way to be able to do that uh to, to, to do signposting uh of where to go yes but in some cases hey you know yeah. what just throw it like throw uh, it just, what this shows is that they didn't really think about that or they had players that got stuck in a certain area so the easiest band-aid solution was ah, just throw some paint on it and and that'll let the player know where to go yeah. and then that fixes pretty much everything because wasn't there also like a confusion where people thought it was more of like like oh is this like an accessibility uh setting as well or um, some people were suggesting as a setting you can turn on and off. Um, I mean, I'm for that, but mm -hmm. there has been a sort of a, a push to be able to just put things into settings and put things into options. And the more you keep doing that, the more you get bloated uh, settings like you would with The Last of Us or God of War, where there's too many settings and you can't remember which one or find the the, the one that you need to be able to turn that on or off. Mm -hmm. um, and that can add that extra confusion. So in a sense, it just really comes down to if you can design it in a way that it makes sense within the narrative of the uh, environment of the game um, without having to do yellow paint, then do that. But yeah. if it is a band-aid solution where they have to put that in, um, I, I think it's just, it just makes it easier just to have it by default. Okay. Cool. So cool. anyway, awesome. I got to go. Thank you so All much right. for the great conversation. Y'all. It was Thanks great. Again. Xbox. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to be able to talk to you more next week about whatever we're going to talk about. But make sure to check out the podcast. Probably direct. Who knows at this point? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. All right, Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Uh, Steve, the only Steve now. Perfect. The one and only. You won the award. Before we get into our lovely Helldivers, you played Foam Stars? What was, what was your thoughts on it? I, I, I played it and I quickly <laughs> forgotten about it. I'll be totally honest. Uh, no, and that's not inherently... Uh, to, like a diminishing on the the game's behalf because mm-hmm. I think that the game is fun when you're playing it. It it just so happens that it came out at like a really bad time. Yeah. I think I think Square kind of just dumped it as a PS Plus game, um, and qu- quickly right after I think within a couple of days PlayStation had their own invested kind of multiplayer co op game that came out and people were like, well I'm gonna go play that and. Yeah. Uh, launch day specifically, I, I tried to jump in and there was a little bit of downtime where I couldn't find, you know, servers, couldn't find a, a mash to even begin with. But mm. by the time Helldivers came out, I was struggling to party up with other people. Yeah. And I mean, Square hasn't really come out with engagement numbers or stuff like that. But to me, it just seemed like, okay, the player base isn't here. I can't invest my time in any longer than i already did which at that point i think was like six hours seven hours yeah i think for a I'll game play. of that scope i, I still haven't played around i'd like to play around with you though yeah i, yeah. I i'd be down that's like what, like, what like, do you I, think I, of the movement I, I find a lot of people were complaining about the movement or like it's not as smooth as i guess like cool, i mean splatoon let's be honest what, it, what it's really trying to like trying to be in everything. yeah uh, honestly i yeah. i don't really understand how square can come out and and say <laughs> hey we're not splatoon when down to your <laughs> mechanics you are splatoon like yeah. the, the whole concept of the game is you know using foam instead of paint and it's, it's essentially the same game uh same objectives but uh, in terms of the movement i thought it was pretty smooth I, I do think that yeah when you're trying to create your trails of foam and kind of establish you know the groundwork to kind of start slipping around in mm-hmm. it's a little sluggish but as soon as you get your your surfboard in and you're you know zipping and zapping around it's a lot of fun i think that there's a lot of verticality to it as well uh, that adds a, a lot to the game where you can like shoot continuously at a at a point on the ground and your foam like builds up like a little bit of mountain so you can like jump up there and get you know the height advantage over your uh, opponents it's there are a lot of level layers to the game especially when you look at the different classes and stuff like that but at the end of the day it, to me it's just a splatoon clone that right now just doesn't have a player base yeah i kind of wish they i don't know, I don't know why they didn't but the hell divers route as well putting this on pc on top of that because if maybe would have helped out a little bit i guess I yeah know. i i think i mean this is just based on you know my perception of it is that they kind of wanted to chase the same kind of trend as rocket league where it's hey we're gonna launch day and date this playstation plus everyone's gonna come over but little did they know that playstation had other plans and we're yeah. launching a game of their own <laughs> that same week. So marketing and everything kind of quickly flipped over to Helldivers, um, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, because it, it does seem like Foam Search should be a game that is just available on all platforms. Xbox as well. I think it should be a free-to-play game, to be honest. I don't know. Be, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the in-game cosmetics are egregious. Mm-hmm. You're looking at almost $40 for a bundle of skins. Oh, it's my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for a brand yeah. new IP that has like no and brand recognition. The actual game? It's PlayStation Plus uh, right now, so nothing if you're a subscriber. 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but it's like a standard. It, it's a standard price, though. I guess. I think after, it's at this month. Fifty dollars. Don't quote me on that in Canada. Don't quote yeah. me on that. Oof. No. Jesus. Come on. That's well, I mean, if it's fifty USD, it's a hundred dollars Canadian. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Wait a minute. But like forty dollars for like a dish, uh, and it's not even like a like a IP that is. Oh, what yeah. were they thinking? They I mean, weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't, they weren't thinking <laughs> because they should have went. They should have went another forty dollar route. Uh, like Helldivers too, uh, Steve. This you are. Uh, now you're the champion of 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 this game. You, oh my you, god! You wear, you're wearing on your back, literally. You have a you got you got something from Helldivers as well. It's over there. Know. I should have I should have put it on for the show. <laughs> I also have one. Riley also oh, has one as well. You could have been twinsies. Yes, twinsies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm feeling very justified. I know yeah. uh, I, I've been preaching the choir about this game for quite some time, yes. yeah. and it all paid off. Right. I, yeah, I was right. right. The whole time. Yeah. So, don't don't ever don't ever question me. Ever. It honestly <laughs> might be. It's, I think it's definitely my game of the year so far. Same. <gasps> it, no. It's taken no. away from Easily. Prince of Persia. Wow. Easily. Wow. Yeah, I, so fun. What? I mean, I I came That's into this shocking. game thinking. Hey, this is going to be fun. I love the original Helldivers. It's a vastly different game just in terms of the perspective and scope and everything. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be a fun game. Uh, if if at worst, this gives me the same kind of experience that Outriders did, which was a couple of weeks, oh, palling it up Outriders, with friends, yeah. playing it on my own in some downtime. I'm totally happy with And I enjoyed the story from offers. that game too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was uh, really it was good. totally yeah. solid. And I think if, if Helldivers was that, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. This game became so much more just because of how quickly it was adopted by people who, from my perspective, wasn't even expecting this game uh, to kind of speak to them like Riley, mm -hmm. like Marcel, Steve Saylor yeah. jumped on, other people within our circles. They jumped. Yeah. like I am getting hit up like almost every night, being like, "Yo, we're down for Hell Divers. We're down for Hell Divers." Well, even, even, while just, even while we were playing, like a couple of your friends, or random I think it was random people just jumping in. And I think that's the best thing. And I put this out on Twitter as uh, mm -hmm. the biggest compliment I can give this game is how accessible it is. And I don't mean that from a literal accessible uh system wise yeah. but just to the point that like no matter your skill level no matter where you are in terms of level in terms of loadout set anything like that you can just jump into a group of four friends get into a mission and just have some of the most hysterical fun i think i've had in years in video games yeah really just period I am and laughing with, to the point where I have tears running down my face over stupid <laughs> jokes, over stupid in-game Yeah, you are. Like, it doesn't Hell get diver. old, yeah. Riley. Yeah. It never gets old. But, like, <laughs> the game just allows itself to be so full of, like, humor. It never takes itself seriously. In fact, I've, I've often said that it's the antithesis of what Destiny is, where Destiny uh, has so much baggage on it, whether it's the story, the in-game systems. There's so much that it, it, it detracts from a whole group of players jumping in together because like one person wants the story the other person doesn't give a shit and really you're just kind of like fighting against the systems in the game here there's really practically no story you're creating the story you're just jumping in with friends having laughs the entire time there's no in-game lore to really care about you're just talking you're shooting the shit with friends yeah. and whatever happens kind of happens it's just hilarity from start to finish intense ways too yeah oh no, my gosh. Uh, uh go ahead no, I mean you're selling it for me. I've oh, never played okay. 
The oh, only thing because so it looks yeah. like Starship Troopers. That's exactly yes. what it is. That's, yeah. So it's yeah. like that's that's kind of what caught my eye. But then because I haven't played the first one, I was like, ah, no. You don't and need then to. like when you guys like messaged to be like play together. Unfortunately, I was traveling, so I couldn't like hop on that. Uh, oh man. Together. So I'm like, oh, a group was full anyway. Back, yeah, we were pretty, we actually had a full group, so it's fine. But <sighs> well then. <laughs> So I'm actually curious. Have any of you two played it solo? Yeah, yeah. And your thoughts on that is still the same, like um, impact of solo as well. Like for me, I felt so. Like when I played the game, I was like, okay, this is okay. Like I wasn't like as excited uh, until like we were playing yesterday, and I was yeah. just like, and I also feel like the game has some of like a I was like a navigation problem. Where I'm like, where am I supposed to go? There's some like, bugs. That, I'm like, where too. am I going? Like, like think I'm like it was like, oh, go get these codes. I'm looking at the map. I'm like, well, where am I going to get these codes from? Are you, you know, playing like, on PC? I am playing on PC. I yes. Know. Yeah. I'm on PS5. Steve, I'm on PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I have Riley, tested on PC as well. I asked Steve. Um, so PS5. <laughs> I'm on yeah. PS5. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. But like, so like for me, I was like, ah, eh, this is all right. But then like, when you do get a group of friends, or even just people randomly, like you don't even know, like it's just anyone who just jumps in randomly. If you have an open lobby. Then like the experience, that's where like the that's where the game shines and everything. And I'm, I'm that's why when Riley said this like game of year, I'm like, wow, you really like really game of year. But like, uh, do you count that just due to the fact you're playing with friends with this, or just the overall nope. experience? It's it's totally a social game. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it some makes people only social game. game. Yeah. The what? Yeah. It, like some people only social game. Like, yeah, there's right? certain like, games, especially I, I will not play. I find a lot of joy in the social element of games in particular. I enjoy yeah. single player games as well, but mm -hmm. like diving in with you, Marcel and Steve, uh, like I, we were crying, laughing and just <laughs> quipping back and forth. Like, yeah. like that definitely is like a huge element of it, but like yeah. the game also sets up that atmosphere to be jokey and fun. Like every tool and uh, like even the themes and stuff like that, like, like the opening is like, oh, sweet liberty, no. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Just a riff on Starship Troopers. Like, really? it does not take oh, it oh, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It is there's so, oh there's so many so ridiculous, funny. like, one liner, like, 80s like bug like space yeah. movie like theme like, what just, i love yeah. about it is like there's a there's a commitment to grow it too so now yeah. i'm invested in it because i actually mm -hmm. want to see it keep like snowballing i want to see new enemies added and i want to yeah. see new weapons and new armors and crossovers and and different planets and all this stuff like now i'm like oh i'm i'm super in and, and obviously there are some bugs at launch but I love that they did this thing. It's games as a service, but you don't feel obligated to spend any money at all. No. So it doesn't no. feel predatory no. at all. You you earn everything just by playing. Like, yeah, I didn't spend a dime on that. It's, it's actually set up in a way that they offer, you know, the standard battle pass, which I think is $12 Canadian to buy in. They're not doing seasons as far as we know right now. So essentially, they have the premium battle pass, which you can buy stuff via, like, in-game currency that you collect on your own or you can buy just to kind of like increase the or like decrease the amount of time mm -hmm. that you have to spend but every i think it's every second tuesday of every month they add like an additional page to that battle pass so it's expanding oh. from there so once you buy the battle pass uh if for the foreseeable future you don't have to spend any additional money other than the base price and then yeah. the 12 dollars which you know That's for a 50 dollars game yeah. 12 dollars you're still looking at less than a triple a game in and canada I, and i think they also mentioned that it's well once you buy the pass you keep the pass where like 
on like Fortnite, like Halo Infinite. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fortnite, like when you buy the pass, it's gone. Like you have to finish it this time. I'm like, but I right. bought it. Like I should be able to keep it. You know, type of thing. Yeah. I think this one you get to keep the battle pass and like finish it at your own leisure, type of thing as well. Yeah. So that's really cool. Well, yeah. So okay, um, have all three of you played the first one? Oh, Sammy, did you play this as well? Or no, not yet. Um, but I'm, I'm actually super excited. I, I had well, a couple you know questions what? too, but you go first. We're gonna make a squad that Riley's not invited. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I'm curious wow. with like wow. compared to the first one, <laughs> well, right? Because I don't know why Helldivers was. I would just have invited you, but the squad was full. So okay, sure, sure, Riley, sure. <laughs> is it um, the waiting list? Yeah, there's yeah, four. And you know what's yeah. really frustrating? Riley is like right next to my box, mm -hmm. so it's like I can't look at Marcel without looking at Riley. Just kind of frustrating. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm just just trying to block him out of my life right now because he was so mean, didn't want me in the squad. But uh, compared to the first one, like, how would you rate this experience, Steve? It's totally or different. Uh, yeah, the first one is a top-down top twin-stick right? shooter. Uh, oh, like it's, really? Yeah, and it, yeah. It, 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 it's <laughs> very, it's a very arcadey one. Uh, Tone-wise and kind of system-wise, it's kind of similar. Um, but this game is very much adopting the games as a service model, over the uh, shoulder for a third-person shooter. Uh, there is more of a commitment to the community thing that I think uh, Arrowhead Games has really excelled at. There's like definitive emphasis on building a positive community they came out even today and the the ceo was like we're not doing pvp because we don't believe in the toxic community of gamers and i was like hell yeah man that is exactly the response uh there because yeah you'll you'll quickly find that people will just make it a toxic community the spirit of the game too which is yeah kind of like jokey and fun like it's it's always light even when you shoot me in the head by accident and i'm or to knock you down it's like oh, yeah. like right <laughs> off punch yeah. you in the face yeah. yeah it's just always fun which i like i mean it's obviously the people you play it with too right. will create that but yeah, I don't know. I like the vibe of it is like really cool. Like, it's, I, it's, really a, it. I must say, even it's with randoms and not even talking with much. them is fun yeah. too. I must say, go, go yeah, ahead, that's, that's true. Yeah, no, so no, no. Like, is like the replayability, like replayability there? Can you guys see yourselves getting like 400 hours, a thousand hours, like over time? Yeah, is this like I a good investment? Good. I think so. Like, the the like nice the thing, I've been on this podcast. Sorry, sorry, Steve. The whole time I've been on this podcast, I just you've been playing, you've been playing it right now, actually. You've been playing, you've been playing it this whole time, right? No wonder he's been distracted. Yeah. So, sorry, Steve, what, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say the game is currently, even in its early days, is set up so that, yeah, you want to keep continuing to come back and everything like essentially the game is set up so that not only do you and your squad have like daily missions to do and like individual missions but as the hell divers to community you're all out there striving for the same goal which is uh liberating individual planets in the solar system so for instance the first week of launch there was uh, the goal to liberate two planets. And essentially, the more commutative uh, uh, missions that are completed, you're going towards like this percentage. And at the end, if both planets uh, were fully liberated, everyone gets this massive like in-game currency uh, bonus. That's and cool. one night, I think it was the Monday night before cutoff, 
one plan one planner was done the other planner was at like 78 percent and uh i think me and riley were like joking i was like i just don't know if we're if we're gonna end up doing this like uh democracy is dead it's not it's not gonna happen and lo and behold i logged in the next morning and i got the ten thousand dollar in-game credit oh, thing. Yeah, like I got too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the community is actively being being there and yeah. supporting the game and going for these like larger than life like objectives and i think as long as they can keep up with that and incentivize players to come back with additional um pieces of content whether it's a battle pass whether it's additional planets enemies crossovers like riley was saying i was saying there needs to be like kill zone or like yes. uh, like any kind of you know notable playstation property crossing over here i think that yeah i'm going to be playing this all year Metro. round as long as yeah, metro oh my god metro would be metro awesome would be too one, yeah. yeah as long I as like i have friends to be playing with i'm in there's almost Longest 200k season. people playing on Steam just alone, which really? is right. let's right get now. it like right now. Like it's like 193, so like there's almost 200k right people wow. going. Back. Is it is it like voice chat even like with randos if you play? It can uh, yeah, be. you can be. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. do you need it? No, like does it no. affect no. anything? No, 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 okay. not at all. No. Yeah. Because you like can, honestly, you can, like tag things and stuff, so yeah, you can yeah, ping them. them. Yeah, good yeah. point. Be and especially like women in voice chat sometimes it's just such a negative absolutely mm -hmm. I, I i will say though just anecdotally speaking so far everyone has kind of you know collectively been okay with this positive community thing to the point where players have created like in-game rules where it's like oh if you go to like this this like settlement area this poi and there's ammo lying around you don't just take it all for yourself you you yeah. wait for your friends to get there or your randoms to get there so everyone gets a little box there when you're calling down your um your your support things share it with your the the, the rest of the people on your team like people are actively going out of their way to uphold the studio's message of hey we're not going to be total dicks. We're not going to be toxic. So again, I'm a guy, plain old white dude over here. I'm playing with my friends for the most part, but so far it seems like the randoms, the the random encounters that I am, it's a positive experience. So I hope that for you know you, Camille, people who are going out there saying, well, maybe I don't have a full group of friends uh, to play tonight. I'm just going to play with some randoms. You know, you know, your friends, Camille, maybe they, they're already parted up. Yeah, full, maybe yeah, waiting room. Uh, and they just can't accommodate you. Exactly. Whatever, it's unfortunate. Whatever. But but I, I would hope that you would then be able to go out on your own, play with randoms and still have a fun experience that you can then say, wow, I really want to continue playing this game, whether or not I'm playing with my friends. Yeah. I feel like you've said enough to the fact that Sammy actually put in our group chat, she is downloading it on Steam. Well, I put I put the prices and I'm like, you know, oh, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, it's I cheap. feel well, like she's already on the track to press that. Bye, man. That's one. Of, that's one of the cool things I like about it too. Is that I feel like it validates like a lower price model of like a yeah. point of entry for like games in general. So if you can scale like PlayStation scaling that service and stuff like that to allow these different types of games, like even Xbox with Pal World and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I see it. I see it, these two games in particular uh, really carving out like a niche bracket for like a new price point for a different type of game moving forward yeah. is some of the AAA games are likely to go up in price and stuff over the next console generation or did something. any of you get the super citizen edition or do you just get the oh uh, yeah i did super, super citizen gave me the super citizen yeah, yeah. same here yeah well, one thing i wanted to ask because i saw when you guys were squatting up without me um still hurt uh, who was it? Was 
was it need you because we had riley or was it steve that was like the graphics were breaking oh the frames that was that was that was was riley what what happened there I don't know. Like it started off like that. There are some bugs in it, but like it started off and like I start. It started looking like uh, like maybe like thirty frames per second. I was like, oh, what, what's yeah. going on? And then it kept consistently getting grainier and grainier and yeah. grainier until oh. it was like three frames per second. And I rem- I was trying to play through it, uh, <laughs> and Steve actually got me out alive. I don't know how that happened. But he got me out of we're a team. Yeah, but you and landed remember, on me. I, you killed me. So <laughs> I remember. I remember after seeing looking that. at the screen going three, uh, like three frames per second for like probably fifteen minutes. I remember looking at my hands. Was like, oh my god, like <laughs> it's so fluid. Like this is incredible. Yeah. I, I, there, there, there have the been reports of <laughs> there has been uh, reports of the PlayStation having some uh, uh, frame frame issues. PC, it, it's fine yeah. on that side. So, and and I also want to add, just connecting like the PlayStation and, and the PC oh, is, yeah. is is very very fluid. It's just a, it uses like a friend a friend code, and then you can just I heard them talking through uh, through the voice chat, and it worked very well. So. Oh, so you you were using were you using Discord or were you just using the in-game? No, in game? No, in game chat. In game, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> there we go. Another got, one. Got another one. You're welcome, PlayStation. Man, I want to play. <laughs> Can't right now. Welcome to the Hell Divers. Hell Divers. Like, for democracy. <laughs> any, anyone tried on a rogue ally out of curiosity or? Anyone who has a rogue alley tried it out? I, I don't have one of those. Um, I have one. I only yeah. tested on PC and I quickly dipped out when cross uh, cross saves were not there. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, eh, uh, cross progression and all that. I was like, I'm going to wait until they add that and then I'll I'll start playing around with the ROG ally because that, that, that is very interesting. I kind of see how. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just drop in for like a match or two because that's the beautiful thing is that. I've I've played matches where it's like oh someone just drops in for one mission yeah. missions that usually last like you know anywhere between ten to half an hour and then they just leave they're like oh I'm going to bed or whatever it's like mm-hmm. it's so like non-committal yeah whereas like other games you know you're invested you got oh one more round one more round it's like no you you can get exactly like enough out of one mission yeah. to be like oh I progressed enough that I I'm I'm good for the night or. Yeah. You're like me, who constantly just thinks about this game. And is like, okay, or let's let's do let's do let's do five more. Let's do, let's 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 get the jetpack. Let's unlock like all the new items and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, or like Steve Silly, he ended up showing up literally when we were leaving on the on the mission, Easiest and, and he, he, got, he got he got free yeah, XP because of it. Yeah. He leveled up like three times. Yeah, three times yeah, from that. Like, me. I I kid you guys not that he <laughs> went from the tutorial to just joining us as we're running to the escape ship, just being like Steve comes down and we're like go 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 get go, on the ship. What are you doing? Do? Here? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just gets enough XP to like level up three times. He's so overwhelmed, and we're like. D- that was amazing, Steve. How did you do that? <laughs> Perfect timing. Beautiful. Yeah, it's cool oh, too. Man. Like if you if you're like a like levels ahead of your teammate. Like Steve has like this guard dog drone that I can't I can't use yet because he's a higher level than me. But he'll summon one for me. <laughs> okay, I and then like, I'll just have it, and it's like cool. Yeah. So you can like out you can like like kit out like your teammates that are just starting, right? And they can and they can like get feel... all the weapons and stuff. 
do you feel like Steve, because you're like ahead, you put so much time in it. Does it feel like you're like when you're jumping in and you no. breeze? No, because every because oh. so so the game scales based on like difficulty. It's not scale uh, based on your level. So okay. we can all jump player count. I think I like I've, does it. Scale yes, on count? it scales it? on player count as well. So in terms of the um, like max revives and stuff like that, um, oh, okay. but enemy types and like their difficulty is all based on like the mission difficulty itself. So the nice thing is that if you're jumping in with someone who's you know say five six eight and then 10 everyone's kind of just based on that in-game difficulty not their individual one so yes you might be hampered for not having like the you know the best loadout out there but like riley said i could drop down something that's slightly better or slightly more fine-tuned you mm -hmm. can just pick it up if you're lower level and just use it and take advantage of it you're not really inhibited by the level per se uh, just maybe you just don't have like the best loadout that's tailored to you yeah, oh, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of fun, and I it's a game I highly recommend uh, checking out. Especially, yeah. it's a great great game to play with friends or even want to just play random as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's all the games that came out this week as well. On top, on top of that, check out um, Banishers. That's another great. I, I feel Mario like versus Donkey Kong Mario versus Donkey Kong is uh, tomorrow yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah. It's another, oh yeah. Another one right there. Um, yeah, just I don't know, just a lot of I, I feel like also like Focus Entertainment who who's like they work <clears throat> publisher wise. I feel like they don't like they're like a underrated publisher. I feel like because they brought out the whole Plague's Tale and like it's yep. another game right here. It's, it's it's another solid game. Uh, I'll just talk about very quickly where um you're just uh, two banishers and you're just bas basically banishing ghosts back in like in the sixteen wherever hundred area era and um you have a choice to make is to either um sa sacrifice other people real life people so that your uh, your partner your loved one can take the essence from those people and so that you can bring her back to life or you can just uh, finish the mission to what you're what you're uh, brought back for and just let her set off and i'm like a part of me is like murder them i'm like line them up murder these people that's too bad you killed someone i'm gonna take your essence away like it's really cool like, with the consequences you're doing and everything so um, I'm gonna be continuing with that game uh, so far. But uh, Sammy, what have you been doing uh, lately? What's up? I've been checking out Skull and Bones for the last couple of days. Oh yeah, that um, came out as well. <laughs> that well, tomorrow tomorrow's the yeah. official launch date for that. But it's been it's been fun. I just yeah. I like being a pirate, so yeah. enjoying that. Um, we're actually doing a contest on online right now. That's, that's right. Uh, it'll be over probably a couple hours after you guys listen to this uh, podcast tomorrow. So if you don't miss it, go on to Twitter and enter that contest. More, more to come, though. So there'll be more opportunities yeah, for the yeah. contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Skull of Bones is another great one. I'm, I'm dealing with a certain uh, legend legend ship. I don't want to spoil anything too much. So, But if you know, you know. So And it, and it whooped me. For sure, I sunk many times. And how many <laughs> hours are you in, Marcel? Uh, so I played... So the, the thing with this one, I played open beta, and it carried over. So mm. um, I'm probably like a good. I can check for you actually uh, if you want to talk about what's up with you uh, this week, Steve, and then I'll let you know in a second. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't have that much to say about. It. I was just really curious. I'm still very uh, early on in the I'm game. Fifteen hours. So. Yeah, I'm like three. Yeah. I'm like three hours in right now. And then, like once again, that's just due to like the um, the open beta, and then be playing it on the um, three, uh, three three day early launch basically so it was just I, I, basically the game has like let me just do, let me do this one more mission let me do this one more thing 
as well. Um, And they have this ridiculous cat that has a pirate leg and eye patch. And I was like, I was like, I need it. And I was just no, it was three hundred coins short. I was really (laughs) close to buying, and I'm like, that is so adorable. (sighs) I might do it. I might do it. I don't know. You need it. Stay tuned. I need it. Give me that. I I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Should have got that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Steve, before uh, anything else besides besides uh, Hell Divers Two, you're going to be playing after right after this. No, I'm just uh, yeah looking forward to the next opportunity where I can be diving into hell. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm, doesn't it hit better with a southern accent? It really does. It, you like, have to say really southern it. twang, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no no honestly uh, nothing really other than that I put out my review of the PlayStation Pulse Elite headset I find it very premium I think it's a very good upgrade for people who might need a new headset on PlayStation Mm -hmm. but other than that yeah just Helldivers and yeah I'm going to play a little more Skull and Bones I I really do want to get like a full in-depth scope of that game before i judge an opinion on it yeah. so yeah i'll, I'll well, play some more over the weekend yeah, yeah. that's a, i feel like that's also like another social game as well. like I, i've been watching a lot of streamers who okay like they like they they loved it when they're just like you're just rolling with a crew with ships you're like all right, right you got your ship i got my ship and you're just <laughs> taking out other ships and there there is like a pv pvp mode as well um where like other people could like shoot your ship but like but like things like like a, only like a certain event moment so i'm still trying to figure that out um, right that, yeah i haven't works. i haven't seen that yet because yeah, i've yeah. i've i've tried to be toxic and go after other ones and they're like oh yeah no damage here yeah. i was like oh i, I would, showed my ass <laughs> i would <laughs> see you later i would say just like <laughs> shooting a ship you're like you know what screw this just running them over it's probably one yeah. of the most satisfying thing in this game you're just they're just just destroying people running them over as well so uh but yeah we'll we'll see what's going on with that and also did you see anyone see zuckerberg dissing apple pro the other day I did see that. Yeah, it's pretty the hilarious. Zuck. The Zuck, right? He's at it again. He's like, we our product does all this already. Anyway, Riley, what's up? Uh, I just want to play more Hell Divers too. Like, <laughs> I, that's all I really want to do. Um, I think, I think probably we need to get PlayStation to the sponsor the next episode. Sponsor you by Hell Divers too. You know, I'll, t- I'll talk to them. We'll see. Yeah, let's do this. Let's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I, I don't know like I feel like I feel like after a big news day like this I have to take a step back and process it all and kind Absolutely. of see how everything's landed and stuff so I'll probably do that and then uh, have some chats and see how we can leverage the news meaningfully because I think it's pretty exciting and even even talking to you guys about like playing playing some of those games on switch and stuff like that like the mm-hmm. uh, that that element I think is really exciting to me so I think that there's gonna it's gonna impact their xbox's business well and i think it'll impact the other consoles well so anyway i'm I'm going i'm spiraling but yeah that's probably what i'm going to be doing awesome awesome camille on location what's going on on location i'm in brazil right now in sao paulo for um, the six invitational we're in group stages right now um so it's just chill for me i'm i'm doing the reveal for year nine so um we filmed part of it already and then the full roadmap is live in the stadium and it's like sold out there's like 10 plus 10,000 plus uh people oh my God. that are Jesus. attending so when's, i'm just when's the reveal on the 25th the sunday 10 days 
Brazil yeah. goes hard. That's why like yeah. every comment section says come to Brazil. It's because yeah. they're passionate. I, everyone everyone listens to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I will come to yeah. Brazil. You're right. Community in Brazil yeah. is definitely very passionate, long time uh, you know, community. So it's great that now SI gets to travel and see like bring that experience um to the fans so i think they're gonna have lots of fun with it and uh, yeah I'm, I'm just really excited i'm just yeah. it's it's two hours ahead so it's like nearing like eating time well i've passed eating time i should have ate already but i'm trying to think what i'm gonna eat for for dinner so once i figure that out then i'll be napped well it, i may actually jump back into tears because i'm trying to get all the korok so mm, mm. Is, it, respect it. is it is it do you see the uh, xbox impact down there in brazil out of, out of curiosity i know how much like people like they love xbox down there and i think it's also due to like the fact that there's a factory down there and you know so many families like oh like xbox gave my, my dad a job and then like so people kind of like right like a whole family investment happens there do you see that down there i just got here today all right well so... what are you doing go outside I know. <laughs> well, it's now. So going outside, knock on some doors. Like, be like, do you have Xbox? Xbox? I've actually yeah. like, <laughs> have to find an Xbox controller for something else. So yeah. it's like I forgot mine, and like it. I think I lost my Xbox controller on my way here. So I'm dealing with that too. But other yeah. than that, great. Awesome. Awesome. Well. This has been a jam-packed episode. Thank you all for tuning in. We do appreciate it, and we'll see you all next week. Probably with the Nintendo Direct we had to wait for and everything. So we'll see you all uh, next, next time. We'll see. All right. Take care, everyone.